The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Ball sends it over to Edward Robles. Go and surname FC. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast, a member of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. I finally found my hat. I, I could, for some odd reason, just couldn't find my, my Belly Up Sports hat. Edward, if it was funny, too, because uh, Belly Up sent me me and Edward's hat, and, like, for the life of me, I just couldn't find my hat. And I already knew it was my hat. The, you know, I knew the other hat was Edward's because it still had, like, the stickers and the the cardboard that's usually on like where like the 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 thing is on the back inside so i was like okay yeah. that's edward's hat not taking edward's hat and i was like <laughs> I, and so you know when when it came finally time that i could give edward the hat i was like i guess i just lost the hat and it's just never going to be found i you had uh, already given up on it i get yeah i was i reorganized my closet um i decided to put the hoodie somewhere more convenient for me to reach because i'm short and uh, so that's what I ended up doing. And then I found the hat and it was literally like right in front of me in the closet. Um, and then I was like, so I'm an idiot. Uh, but anyways, but yeah, Belly of Sports uh, Media Network, obviously, where we're a part of. Also, you can find us on wherever you get your podcasting needs. Um, YouTube, if you guys see us on YouTube, please subscribe. We're trying to grow that uh, very much so over there, trying to get that up to where our podcast is um, through the viewership. And of course, our great partnership with Gold TV, which congratulations to them. They will be uh now be showing usl championship um on their platform gold cv the hulu of soccer content and now the usl so congratulations to them obviously you guys got to hear uh jose last episode but returning this week um no more having to do inventory not at least not for another couple weeks um is of course my best friend and the other host of the show ever robles hey what's up guys so uh fun uh, so I did something over the weekend. Um I went I went fishing. Um after so long of not going, not fishing. Um it was pretty cool, but what was funny was uh, me and my mom we were talking about uh you know as we were driving to Galveston, Edward. And uh uh she brought up uh like of of my uncle. Um well I guess not really my uncle, my dad's uncle, but I always called yeah. him uncle anyways. I call him, you know, Theo Alfredo. And um, I remember, like, as a kid, he would always take us to Galveston because he was, like, a, really into fishing. And uh, so we were talking about that. And then I start, it kind of made me start talking about my grandpa, um, obviously, his his brother or cousin. I don't know. Something like somewhere around along those lines. Um, I'm not really that w- well familiar with my family. Um, but, you know, we were, like, talking about – and I, I, I then – I don't know how this conversation got to this point, but we were just talking and then, you know, obviously then I remembered how like there was randomly like a school field trip that, uh, that my grandpa took me with, you know, took me. And obviously I was with the English uh, speaking classes. So I wasn't in bilingual when I, uh, not bilingual. Well, yeah. Bilingual, right. Is that what the, you were in bilingual, right? Um, I think, 
Like you would, first, you were just speaking Spanish. Third, no, first, second, third. I was bilingual, and fourth, fifth grade is when they were like, "Now you, you got learning. Like, now you got speaking." Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Like the thing is, all elementary school well, it was bilingual. All the teachers, if you remember, all the teachers we had were basically yeah, bilingual, man. Yeah, but you, because you, you had all the teachers that my brother had, because you had Mr. Aguilar, uh, Miss Alcover, Alcover, and I think you guys all Ms. spoke Vargas. Spanish in that class, right? We spoke Spanish and English. It was like both. Okay, because I I I I was like with just everyone. I I was with all English speakers. So I obviously because my Spanish was got off, but um, but but yeah. I, well, anyway, so I was remembering that, and I remember when I was a kid, um, uh, my grandpa, you know, was with decided to chaperone for one of my field trips, and mm-hmm. and I thought it was hilarious because obviously we, there no one was in our group that spoke Spanish. So it was literally my grandpa just there, but obviously my my grandpa understands English. Like he understands it, he just doesn't know how to speak it. But it was just like I started thinking about that, and then the the next thought that came out from that was uh was I was like, do they do field trips anymore? And then my mom was thinking about that, and she was just, you know, I haven't heard anything like uh of like my nieces, like I haven't heard anything of like field trips like you know like you know usually like around uh hollow like october or like late september they used to take us to this pumpkin patch as a field trip to go grab a pumpkin i don't know if you remember that edward um but i remember doing those field trips i remember going to the zoos i remember going to like you know nasa you know all that stuff i remember you know doing those field trips and i was i was like thinking about like i don't even know if heidi's been to a field trip like not even i think i think they went to the rodeo um maybe one time but like after aside from that i was like i don't even know if field trips are a thing anymore and obviously yeah we're your your parents uh well i I mean i'm assuming i haven't really heard boys are in a class and an age where field trips are going to be a thing have has your kids given you presented you a field trip um honestly no they they have not really um but I think it's because they're they're in kinder. I don't think they have like a big field trip. I think the field trips start maybe around first grade or so. Okay. Yeah, because I was like thinking about that because like I I haven't I haven't seen Emma talk about field trips. I haven't seen I haven't heard Heidi talk about. I mean, Heidi's now where she doesn't talk. Um, so that's great. Which, by the way, by the <laughs> by the time this episode drops, she's uh, next. Well, this coming weekend, she's gonna be officially thirteen. So now she's a teenager, and now I. Now I hate her living guts. Um, but figure, obviously not seriously, guys. It's just I can't stand teenagers. Um, which I'm starting to learn that that's what happens when you get older is you you realize how annoying teenagers are. Um, but it's like get get out get out of my lawn, get off my lawn kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I was just thought it was interesting, and then like so I was like maybe Edward probably I mean Edward probably knows a little bit better about this than me. And all right, so. Maybe maybe by first grade we'll find out if field trips are still a thing or not. Um, <laughs> but but yeah, man, no, that was it was pretty interesting. Um, but an eventful week uh, week has passed of of football. Um, we're definitely going to talk about it, man. Of course, we're going to have our overreactions over this past weekend of footy. Uh, we're going to have headlines. We got some some big things. We're going to uh, recap the twenty twenty three Ballon d'Or. Um, obviously we found, we knew we, you know, obviously last week we did find, uh, we were actually recording during the whole ceremony. So we weren't really 
we didn't find out till the end of the recording who actually won the 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 Ballon d'Or. Uh, spoiler alert: it's messy. Um, but so we're just gonna go ahead and and this is now where we're gonna fully uh actually talk about it and and share our opinions whether we think they they, they got they made the right call or they made a bad call. We'll we'll go from there. Uh, continuing on our discussion uh, from you know me and Jose talking about jo- you know Josie Altador saying that the U.S. Men's, men's national team from 2014 would definitely beat the 2022 uh, U.S. Men's national team. Uh, we're gonna me and Edward we're gonna go ahead and do a all-time U.S. Men's national team roster. So we'll see how that looks from the perspective of me and Edward. Uh, Copa Libertadores. There was a final. We're gonna recap that final for you guys. If you guys didn't know what happened over the weekend. It was a game that I mentioned that I highlighted for the, the the past weekend as well. So, and this is actually finally it's uh, the first time where we actually get to talk about Copa Libertadores because me and Edward we do not really do well on keeping track of that tournament. Um, so, but I yeah, mean, I think that's the truth. And, and honestly, I think it's probably because now you had two very high profile players that were that were in both uh, both teams that are playing in this final. So I think that's the reason why we were actually able to know what was going on. Uh, announce our players of the week, give you some more games to look forward to this coming weekend. There is a big, actually two finals that are coming this weekend that you guys should definitely be keeping an eye on. Um, the NWSL uh, championship uh, final and, uh, and the USL championship final is, is also going to be this weekend. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Well, all right. Spoiler. I told you. Um, and then we're going to wrap this show up with a five aside draft. And it's going to be, the topic is going to be people you can't hate. So that <laughs> is just people that you just it's it, it it would be very difficult to find someone that doesn't like that person is basically what we're saying. Um, as you could tell, aside from me decked out in belly up swag with this hat, I'm also wearing Dynamo gear because as we're recording this, the Houston Dynamo are playing game two. That's that just still doesn't sound right to me in their first round matchup with Ralph Salt Lake. If they do win this game. They move on to the to the next round of the MLS Cup playoffs, and because of Sporting Kansas City beating uh, St. Louis, who was the first seed, the Dynamo, if they were to win this game tonight, would have home field advantage for the next round because they are the higher seed. So I am very much gonna try my best to stay focused while we're talking. But if you guys see me uh moving if we see this. if we see if we see Hector droning off we'll we'll make sure we go ahead and try to wake him up yeah this is back to back recordings of me and Edward having it, it could work both it could work two ways here it could be me being kind of like accepting the fact that the Astros lost to the Rangers which by the way congratulations for Rangers to for winning the World Series uh fuck off <laughs> and or or it could be me just getting super excited and getting way into my ego um so Depending on how you feel, this this can go either way. <laughs> um, and so yeah, so that's gonna be that's basically what the show is gonna be about. So, um, yeah, so we'll we'll go ahead and take a quick break, and then we'll go straight to our overreactions from the past weekend. Hey everyone, it's Ryan from No Credentials Required to talk to you about one of our newest partners at Belly Up Sports. Seat Geek. Yeah, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's why our friends at Seat Geek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, we can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. Search for your desired event now at SeatGeek.com, enter promo code BellyUpSports at checkout, and you save 20 bucks off your first purchase. Seat Geek. Life's an event. 
we have the tickets. And we're back. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and X at insert name FC. And um, yeah, so you guys are in the know of everything that we're doing. Vote on players of the week. Share your opinion on our debate topics. All that good stuff. Um, and also follow us on TikTok at insert.name.fc, um, where we obviously post high, uh, clips from the episode. And um, on occasion, I'll do uh, do some do some footy TikTok crap. I still don't know what the proper words are, but that that that's gonna be the thing. But uh, but what? yeah, we're <laughs> but yeah, some we're footy TikTok crap. Footy TikTok crap. All right, Edward, do you have an overreaction from this past weekend? Uh, you know what? I do. Um, didn't think that Barcelona was going to struggle that much. Um, and honestly, did, did not expect that that one player was going to end up scoring for sure. All right, and I, I thought Lewandowski's uh, Lewandowski's goal drought was gonna end, but sadly it did not. Yeah, man, that was tough. That was real tough. Yeah, um, which is crazy now because there's rumors uh, circulating of Robert Lewandowski potentially uh, making a move to the MLS in the summer. So could it happen? Could it not happen? I don't know. Lewandowski has also been a name that's been thrown. Uh, freaking Morata's being thrown out now. So I mean, uh, but yeah, he is getting up there in age. Uh, uh, there's a young player. I I don't know if he's a striker or not, but I know there's a player that scored two goals or something in the. I think it was like a midweek match, but uh, I don't I don't remember. I don't know. I don't know. Barcelona's shitting out young players, and I'm not happy about that either. Um, but. <laughs> Yeah, because it seems like La Masia is back now. Um, yeah, it seems like La Masia is coming back. Yeah, so it's a, it's like a, yeah, I don't, I don't like that, especially because like the guys are actually playing, <laughs> so yeah, they're actually getting game time. Yeah, so that's a, that's the other thing that's kind of concerning to me, um, a little bit. Um, but hey, the future of the of the Spanish national team is gonna be preloaded, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I mean, positive if you're a Spain fan. Um, but yeah, so that, that's your overreaction that you were surprised. Of. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, I was thinking they were going to end up winning like maybe three, zero, four, zero, even a little bit more, um, controlling of the game, more possession, but I, I, I guess I was, I was mistaken. Yeah. Um, obviously I'm not sure if you, if you, if you saw the, my overreaction from last week, which was about Manchester United. And uh, how me and Jose, we were we were kind of like maybe maybe it is maybe it is Ten Hag, uh, um, but um, yeah, uh, Manchester United hasn't necessarily helped themselves over this week as well. Um, they did bid Fulham, but that this isn't my overreaction. But I was just wanting to see if Edward has any any is he ready to kick ter, uh, ter, Ten Hag out? Yeah, I've been ready. Okay, all right. Well, that answers it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, so my overreaction is actually going to be, um, dude, what the fuck MLS? And like, I mean, uh, and it's not necessarily MLS's fault, but obviously they hire these people and you guys, 
if you guys know me well enough, most of the time in the, in this podcast, I've I've complained about this specific group of people in, in the MLS, and that is of course the uh, pro referees. Um, oh, and, and I mean, would it would have the game changed in any way if the referees were more? If the referees were just good, um, and obviously I'm talking about the LAFC Vancouver game where uh, LAFC ended up winning, I think two nil. Um, which obviously secured their second win, so they're moving on to the next round in a match that was a one nil. It was a one nil game. Um, there was a corner kick. Um, Vancouver basically sent the whole kitchen sink over into the for the corner, which obviously you guys know what I mean. Their goalkeeper was was coming in to be uh, an eleventh man, and actually an an extra man for to try to score the, the tying goal. Yeah, 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 to get the tying goal in, and or was he there? I don't remember. Um, I don't, I don't know. It was in a situation, and essentially, the referee disrupted the play. There was a player going for, was was going for the loose ball, and he couldn't get there because the referee blocked him from the ball, which then uh, made gave LAFC a prime opportunity to send the ball over to Carlos Vela, who had literally open space. I think maybe had like a one v one situation. I, if the goalkeeper was there, I don't remember, but ended up passing the ball to Danny Boenga who ends up scoring the second goal, which, you know, obviously was the, the nail in the coffin for, for Vancouver. Um, and honestly, if that was in any other game, I could tell you right now, if that happened, they would stop the game, drop ball, and then, you know, reset the game, right? Uh, but no. And so the game was pretty sketchy as it was. There were some questionable calls by the referees. But not, once again, not saying that Vancouver was was going to win that game, but obviously you did deprive them of a possible potential opportunity to score a goal to get this game even and possibly force penalties. And then, you know, anything could happen at that point. Um, but it didn't. And obviously it benefited LAFC as now they're on to the next round. Um, and everyone was going off on them. It, it's not just me. It was like Eli Lesser made a video on it on his, on his, on his page on an Instagram and, and TikTok. So he went off on it. I mean, even I think Taylor Twelman even went off on it as well. Um, it's just not yeah. a good look for the MLS. Once again, referees have been like a constant complaint uh, from the MLS for quite some time now. The, um, I mean, shoot, the referees they sent over to the 2022 World Cup was was very controversial as well. Um, and and funny enough, I actually praised that referee because I was like, he's actually one of the good referees, and he's still fucked up. And so, <laughs> so like. Yeah, Emma. I, uh, I mean, once again, and it's like how me and Jose, we've been talking about it, especially with more eyes are coming onto the MLS, obviously because of Messi mania, but um, which I'm sure they're not going to make a whole crazy presentation on Apple TV or anything like that for the Ballon d'Or and claim that Messi won the Ballon d'Or as an Inter Miami player. Uh, I'm sure that's not going to happen. I don't think that's going to happen by any means. But uh, I mean, wasn't the picture uh, of Messi like as a Barcelona player? Or as a PSG player, I think. I don't or, know. No, they they did no. They use the they use the Argentina picture, I think. Respectively, so because I don't think we, we'll we'll, we'll definitely talk about Messi's eight ball door. But uh, uh, but but uh, kind of going back to it, but like with all eyes coming into the MLS because of Messi, more players are more getting interested of coming to MLS more so right. than ever because of Messi, and um. You're, here's the thing, though. You are you come in with this very confusing playoff format. Um, 
I still don't understand what the hell this was all about. We have a wild card playing game, and then you're doing a best of three series in the first round, and then we're going to the normal playoff situation. Um, but you know, obviously, you're 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 not going to keep like you're not like if Edward if ever was to ever give a damn about the MLS and say if that was the game he was going to watch, he's going to be like, wow, this this is an inferior product. Um, and so, and then he'll be turned off again, or just wait till the next Messi game happens, because he he already doesn't have an incentive as it is right now, because Messi's not even in the MLS Cup playoffs. Yeah, but like, and even like the playoff format is just super. It's hard to. It's not that it's hard to, to explain it to people. It's hard for people that don't understand American sports to explain it to, because obviously, I tell Edward, hey Edward, round one is the best three series. Round one is what. A best of three series. Really? Okay, so I just lost. I lost that word already. I thought it would. It would have been like a home, home leg and away leg, right? That would be it, right? That's like early FIFA. <laughs> uh, they they've been changing the playoff format for like years now, bro. So oh okay. Well, thanks for letting me know you've been watching these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, essentially, the new uh, just quick. All right, so the the new MLS format, obviously, first of ninth place makes it all makes it to the play qualifies for the playoffs. Eighth and ninth place have to play a wild card game to then play the first seat in the first round, and then in the first round it is a best of three series, and then the winner of that best of three series then goes into the next round, and then from there they go to, you know, regular one off games. Um, also in the wild card and in the round of th- the best of three series, um, in a tie they go straight to penalties. So there's no extra time. But then once you move on to the next round, after we're done with the first round, it's back to extra time penalties. Okay. But once again, sort of kind Edward's of familiar it. with it because he knows American sports. Yeah, so. I, 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 that's what that's what I was like, okay. And then, you know. But if Edward was the not wild, an American. The wild card, yeah, then, then I would be having a lot of problems to follow this. Yeah, so you the playoff system is already complicated as it is. Um, to a non-American, and then two, the referees are almost as bad that you would think Barcelona's paying them. Um, so I mean, like it's it's sorry, I had to take that jab. <laughs> wow, <laughs> just wow. And I, I I I can't I can't not go I can't not go at some point make take a jab at that. Uh, but but don't worry, I'm sure I'm sure somebody someone else will get caught. Um, but, uh, but yeah, Probably like, no, nah, I mean, they, they, <clears throat> they, they won't get caught. They do it, but they won't get caught. <laughs> I know for a fact they do. <laughs> you sound so confident. That they do it? Yeah. Or no, yeah. That, that they won't get caught. Who, dude, it, like, freaking match fixing and, and ref, paying referees, That's that's been going on. For years, for years, that's just part going on in Mexico. That's just part going on in Argentina, Brazil. Like that shit's everywhere. I don't like. I don't. No one needs to tell me. I I'm I'm not gonna be like those like people that just hate the Astros because of the cheating scandal and don't look anything else into it aside from the fact that they cheated, and, and yeah. like they were the only ones doing it. It's like, come on, man. Baseball, like, like the, come on, everyone cheats in baseball. The steroid era, that's like the biggest proof that everybody cheats in baseball. Um, so it's like, 
It's like, you don't have to tell me that. Like, I'm like, if you tell me that there's like foul play going on in any sport and you in baseball, I could definitely believe it's possible. And, and, and in soccer, I mean, we've had so many instances of there's match so many, fixing, match fixing, so many, referee buying, uh, financial fair play, such a docu- joke. Yeah, I was about to say, I was about to say, like, the, the um, what you call it? Oh, the, uh, the bad documentaries. Bad, the bad yeah. sport, the one that they did on Juventus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we know, we know that there's shady stuff going. Dude, Liga Mekis for the longest was shady. Oh yeah, it was super shady. Everything was leading towards America. They get relegated. I mean, yeah. uh, uh, if Chivas gets relegated, all they do is just buy a club, so then they just stay. So they stay in 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 Liga Mekis. Yeah, it, it, it they do it all the time. Dude, it's not shocking. It's not shocking remotely. Um, uh, but anyway, but um, kind of going back to this though, but the referees is just going to be that other thing that MLS needs to improve to to make the quality better because once again. The, the you know we've seen America try to do this, bring in a, a a very high profile player over to the states. We saw them do it with Pele. It didn't really stick, you know. Beckham, kind of, but not really. And now you have Messi, which is, it seems more like a surefire thing. But I'm sure that they felt the same way about Pele and Beckham. So I mean, like, you don't know until like when Messi finally leaves, and then we'll see who stays around. It's kind of the the argument that I have. Um, but but it but obviously it starts with making sure that the quality of the of the matches are enough to entice people that don't necessarily watch MLS. When you have terrible referees calling, where it looks like you can probably have Sunday League guys come in and do it do a better job, it, it's kind of hard to really be like saying that this is a serious league. So until MLS can improve that and maybe make a playoff system that somewhat makes a little that that makes you not think too hard. I think that uh, it's gonna take a while before before we see that, but uh, but yeah. So that's my overreaction. Uh, anything you wanted to say about my overreaction? Nope. I mean, you're you're pretty much right on it. All right, all right. Going straight to headlines. And speaking of Inter Miami, uh, yeah, Inter Miami. Well, I typed that one poorly. I put Inter Milan. Um, Inter Miami. It's been Inter Miami. I um, oh, but inter- yeah, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah. So Messi gets his guy. Um, Luis Suarez is set to join Inter Miami for next season. Oh yeah, that's right. So yeah, it's really it really is. Uh, it's at this point, it's not Inter Miami anymore. It's Inter Barcelona. Um, <laughs> so it it is a one year. It's a one year deal. Um. But it's it's going to come with an option year, so I don't know if it's a if it's a club option or if it's a Suarez option. But essentially, after he completes his first his season, either it might be a player option. I think um, Luis Suarez can then choose to opt in for a second year, um, or maybe you know maybe he's done. And he'll just like opt out and he doesn't. You know, it's like it's one of those things. So like, hey, you like the league? You want us to do one more year? Cool, just to pick up your option. Or he could be, yeah. or he could be a sleazebag and just opt out and say, "Pay me more," which that that might I not mean, could happen. I mean, with the way with the way that he is, I don't think so. His, like, I think, I think, I think Miami is like really bagging in on his loyalty to Messi. Because if there's one thing I know for sure about Messi and Suarez is that there is a clear, like, Luis Suarez is like 
What's the name of that dude uh, from Fast and Furious? The one that was like Dom's best friend. What was his Leon? name? Leon. Leon. Is that that one? Leon. That's what you. The one that went to Bar- uh, Brazil. Yeah, that guy, Leon. Yeah, that's basically that's Leon. what Luis Suarez is. Like that's essentially what the relationship. I might, I might Photoshop that. <laughs> I might just Photoshop that. <laughs> Put messy head on Vin Diesel and, and Luis Suarez on Leon. Leon. But that's essentially what their their dynamic is. Like they're best buddies. They've gone, you know, they they they're they're inseparable. Obviously, you know, when when things got really bad for Messi in Barcelona was was essentially when they kicked out Luis Suarez and then Messi got really sad. Um and, and so and and you know, we've been hearing about how Suarez just wants to go to Miami. We actually thought last season he was gonna go to Miami. Yeah, we, we thought he was gonna get let go from uh, Gremio, right? That's where he's playing. Yep. Which he ends up leaving Gremio. He le- he still had I think one more year to play with Gremio, um, and he ends up leaving because he straight up just said I am not able to keep up with the physical demands of South America, which seems kind of disrespectful to the MLS in a little bit. Um, I just want to point that out. <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle the physical demands of of the league in Brazil. But hey, MLS, sign me up. <laughs> so um yeah, not 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 a great not a great uh not not necessarily a, a vote of confidence about the quality of the play of the league. Um at least I'll say that, but yeah, I don't I don't know how to feel about that part. But yeah, so uh Leonel Messi and Luis Suarez they reunite, um, which actually works out perfectly because I believe Joseph Martinez will not be uh back yeah, he... with he, he, I don't think he is part of the squad anymore. I think he, uh, for next season, he won't be, uh, yeah, he won't be with Inter Miami. He won't um, be Inter Miami. Campana, I can't tell you what's going to happen to him, but he, he's been kind of riding the, he's been riding the bench for a while. So, and I mean, he's going to have to give up that number nine. Um, so yeah, there's that also. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're talking now of a team that has, Messi on the wing. At least I think he's on the wing. I don't know. Messi plays wherever he wants to play is what I feel like at this point. Um, yeah. But, you know, Messi, I think he plays in the midfield. I can't, I could be wrong on that one. Um, but, you know, you're going to have Suarez up front. Messi either kind of being, kind of playing, I guess, a cam role or maybe on the wing. I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, and then in that sixth spot, you got Sergio Busquets, who I honestly will tell you looked – as the season continued with with them in the in the MLS season, he was definitely getting tired. Um, he 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 was not the same guy in Leagues Cup. Um, and then Jordi yeah. Alba, Jordi Alba over there at fullback. Um, so and who's to say who else they end up bringing over to Miami? Um, especially now I mean, that I believe MLS MLS will be adding that fourth designated player spot. Um, but I'm not entirely sure how the contracts look for Alba and. And Sergio Busquets, I think they're like at least somewhat friendlier contracts that it doesn't hurt the cap. But uh, yeah, but I think with adding Messi, adding a player like Luis Suarez, who I might say might be ca- might be cap space friendly, um, just because of like I'm I'm sure the value of Luis Suarez isn't what it used to be. Um, it's gonna be a pretty old team. <laughs> um, I will say that, but. You know, with the guys like Cremonenci and with all the young players that are coming out of Inter Miami, this 
kind of is kind of like a mini Barcelona in some yeah. sense. Uh, just that your senior players are, are very senior. and uh, But, hey, that might be enough for the MLS. So, but, I mean, you could kind of tell there was a little bit of a fatigue with Messi kind of going into that MLS season. Um, obviously, the injury didn't help his, his cause either. But you can, you can kind of see Messi kind of getting uh, exhausted. So, you know, Luis, if you add in Luis Suarez, that's more firepower to the team. But Edward had, I mean, I feel like more and more each day, you just kind of want to become an inner Miami fan. Um, so, so how do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel about now I mean, the addition of Luis Suarez? I mean, that's well, possible. That, possible. Luis Suarez. That, that's not official yet. Yeah, I know. But that's, that's pretty raw, bro. Like, I mean, it's kind of like saying, um, next to you, Neymar like you comes in. About, no, like Neymar, like dude, you could even be like, oh, Neymar just became cheaper. You tore his ACL. I mean, so. I mean, no, but it's not even that. Like, uh, <sighs> like, um, what you call it? Um, it's like saying, like, you, like you were saying earlier, like Lewandowski coming to the MLS. You know, like stuff. It's kind of like, like that kind of vibe. Like you, it's a player coming from a great club and you know uh Luis has a legacy like he has his championships he has his his pichichis like he he's he's um he is a how do i put this a he's still he is still one of the deadliest strikers in the in the in the league still i consider him like uh in Liverpool, in Barcelona, in Atletico Madrid, dude. Like, I mean, those are big teams he played for. It's not just a small team. Mm-hmm. And then right now, like with Gremio, I mean, Gremio's not like a run-down team either. You know, I mean, Gremio's had – they've been established. Um, yes, it's not nowhere in the, you know, Champions League kind of team. But, you know, I mean – He's still he's still up there in my book. In my book, I think he could still hold it down if he went to like the Italian league or something. Mm-hmm. But but uh, him going to the MLS, I mean, like you said, not trying to tone down like the quality of the league, but I think it's a lot less physical than being in Gremio or you know being in Europe. It's a lot yeah, bit less physically I, so. I, I, I agree to that notion. I mean, South America is a very is very physical over there. But uh, I think with with the direction that the MLS has gone, where you could kind of start to see, there's definitely a profile that they're going after, especially in the academies. If if anyone's been noticing, it's basically like an athletic freak. Um, not may, maybe not so much on the physical side of things, but fast, shifty. Um, kind of basically there's like, let me go get this track star and I can teach him how to play soccer is basically what the MLS has been doing. Um, at least that's what yeah. the mold, that's their mold basically, um, that's the mold. which kind of sucks because obviously then you're, you're not going after technical players, but Hey, that's another day. That's a, that's another topic that's a, for that's another a day. subject for another day. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, I, I think Luis Suarez is, is one, the chemistry is going to be out of this world. You already have Tata Martino as a manager and I've already spoken highly enough about Tata. Um, you, you know, you got the right manager for, I don't know if, I don't know if Tata was there with Luis Suarez. I don't think he was. Um, I could be wrong on that, but, um, but still, I mean, once again, a guy that is very familiar with the guys on the team, like just point blank. Yeah. 
just there's that familiarity and that's all you really need that's more that's the important part of it all and um and yeah i think that this is a it, it's just another thing to be excited about for for the mls when you're adding a guy like Luis Suarez, high profile player uh and i'm sure Uruguayans are going to be excited to see one of their and i i can't really tell you about like greatest Uruguayan of all time but um i definitely would say maybe Luis Suarez is up there he's up there i mean he's up there with Diego Forlan uh, yeah i mean he he's he may not be the number ten, but he's a hell of a he's a hell of a striker, man. Yeah. So, so I agree with that one. All right. The, the next topic is Luis Diaz. So, if you guys haven't been following with uh with Luis Diaz, Luis Diaz is a Colombian player who does play uh for Liverpool. He's a very talented player. Um, uh, unfortunately, he had to deal with some very stressful time, um, uh, which is that his parents were kidnapped by the National Liberation Army, um, also known as the ELN. Uh, I'm assuming that acronym is in Spanish um, because the Liberation, yeah. the National Liberation Army does not fit with that acronym. But uh, I'm, a, I'm just going to, I'm just going to assume that that's supposed to be in Spanish. Ejército Nacional de Liberación or something like that. Yeah. Probably. That's exactly what it is. But anyways, so his parents were kidnapped. Uh, his mother... Uh, Silenes Marulanda. Um, she was actually released immediately after the kidnapping. Uh, so that which that seems a little bit bizarre, but okay. And unfortunately, as far as I know, I don't know if there's been any updates with it, but uh, these guys did do a not necessarily a press conference, but kind of just some guy just went and shouted out to the public that uh, his father, Luis Manuel, was going to be freed as soon as possible. Like I said. I haven't necessarily found any updates where he is freed, but um, still, uh, you know, with that being going on, I'm sure that the last thing Luis Diaz was thinking about was playing. Um, So, which kind of one of the things that goes back to like why I have so much respect for Jurgen Klopp was he, he let him do his thing. He said, Hey, if you want to sit out, you can sit out. Um, Once again, there's, there is things that are more important than just, than just a game. Um, and so he was off for, I believe about two matches. Um, but there was always everyone showing love and support to him. Uh, you know, the Colombian national women's team, they had, uh, during the national anthem, they they had his Jersey out in support for him. Same thing with, uh, with the, uh, you know, with Liverpool players, uh, they, they, they somehow found a way to troll Manchester United, even though once again, you know, obviously the situation is a situation, but, uh, Anthony, uh, in his undershirt, he actually had a, a shirt that was he basically wrote on it to show solidarity for Luis Diaz. Um and you know, obviously someone made a meme saying like he knew he wasn't gonna score a goal, so he just decided to show the shirt and kick off. Um, but but yeah, so everybody's been kind of showing moral support uh to Luis Diaz. Um he did end up finally playing. He he played in this past weekend uh against London Town. I believe he actually scored a goal as well. Um so once again, his dad's supposed to be freed, uh, supposed to be freed soon. I don't know if he has already. Maybe by the time this episode drops, he finally has been freed. But, uh, but yeah, I think you know, as a player, this has to be like super stressful. I mean, not yeah, even as a player, I'm, I'm, just as a person, bro. Like anything, even if you're at work, like a regular 
nine to five job or even just even at home working from home like i'm pretty sure you still be stressed the fuck out mm-hmm. having to know that you can't just facetime your dad uh from far away and apparently La, Luis Diaz was also he was thinking of going back to Colombia but he was advised not to because of safety concerns you know and I mean I I would have advised him the same exact thing like don't go bro because you know this is their, their they kidnap your parents and you know you might be next and it's shoot everything's just getting crazy you know for him yeah but uh but uh, apparently um in his in his showing um for liverpool i think what the last two games he ended up being off i think uh they like club basically like you said told them you know hey you know these next these last two games you know take them off and i think he requested to go back in in this upcoming game you know and uh did you see what it said on his shirt yeah, leave it there, like he, Yeah, so for everybody who doesn't know what it means, it's liberty for a father, you know, liberty for my dad. Um, so um, more than likely, it's like him trying to send the kidnappers a message, um, in his in his way, you know. Yeah. So I mean, and it's update. Uh, they still haven't. They still haven't freed his father. They um, haven't freed his father, or I don't think they've even reached out. No, they they made uh they 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 spoke out the the ELN. Uh, oh, they they did? they they did speak out. They're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna. They said we're gonna free him as soon as possible, and and that was on uh that, that was a while back. <laughs> so. The thing is like, so you know, not trying to get all political here. But it's like you mean you think he may have some ties to certain people uh that are put politically against the EL ELN? Is that ELN? Or ENL? ENL ELN? ELN. Do you think that his dad might have ties to maybe politically uh adversaries of of that uh of that place? I mean but- there wasn't really much. I mean, it wasn't. There wasn't really much about his family that I could. I could like find and re- do research on. Um, I think it was. It's just probably one of those things where you know, obviously, he's a high profile player. I think he probably right now he's like the best player for Colombia. Don't 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 get don't get assaulted if you guys disagree. Um, but I think as of right now, he's probably he's probably one of the top players in Colombia. He's um, he's basically how Cuadrado used to be. Yeah. So I, was, I think obviously with his celebrity status and because once again, I I don't think that there's maybe it's just to get the attention of the government um, because clearly like they're there. I don't think they're planning on killing the man because, I mean, if that was the case, they would have just kept the bomb the same duration um, because they they let her go in- instantly. Like I mean, the practically the same day they let her go, so yeah. I don't think that I think they're just using his. Uh, they're using Luis Diaz as celebrity um, to get some credibility on their side to get what they want, whatever it is that they want. Um, and I think maybe maybe the fact that they're kind of holding off, even though they did say they were going to free him soon, um, 
it's probably because of the fact that, you know, the Colombia is kind of starting to think about taking military action if they don't let go, you know, free, uh, free his father. Um, which maybe now is like, okay, you guys want to be hostile with us. We're just trying, you know, whatever the objective is. Cause once again, the objective isn't clear, which kind of sums up Colombian, uh, the every, every, everything that goes on in Colombia. Right yeah. That, that's the most, that's as Colombia as it gets. Um, but so it's like one of those things that it's like, I'm not entirely sure what the end goal is. Um, Cause I mean the, the this this uh this this organization has been around for years, um even going back to like way before back uh you know uh you know Pablo Escobar, so it it's it's one of those things that's like the intention is like not known but I'm assuming if I if I'm right here is taking advantage of of what a of a celebrity status, I'm sure yeah. if they were able to get Shakira's parents they would have done that too, um so I mean like. It, it, it's it's like it just depends, but I think looking at it, I don't think that there's any malicious, anything malice behind it. But you know, obviously, kidnapping is still kidnapping. I don't think that the end goal is going to be that they killed this man. I just think that they want to get the attention. They want some sort of form of attention and, and get something out of this. And I mean, you know, unfortunately, though, it's all it's all on off of the expense of Luis Diaz, which I'm sure like now with this happening, hopefully if his father does get freed, I'm sure his, his goal is going to be is to bring his parents to, to Liverpool <laughs> to basically get his yeah. family out of Colombia. Gonna... The thing is, the thing is, are they able to travel outside from Colombia to maybe they might, they might be able to now that the things that happen, they may be able to seek sanctuary in England. No, uh, that I think that and just Liverpool. Yeah, I think probably there's a way, but I'm sure like Liverpool and England will do whatever they need to do to 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 make to make Luis Diaz feel secured. I don't know if that's the word. Yeah. I don't know if that's the word I'm looking for, but I think that it works. So I mean, but obviously that's like down the road. That's speculation. But uh, I, I like, but obviously the the reality is, um. Is that still is is that still kidnapped? We know who has it, <laughs> who has them, um, and and so I think hopefully in time, you know, Luis Diaz will 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 be able to hear from his dad again. Uh, once again, I don't think that I don't think they're gonna kill the man, um, but obviously it's also Colombia, so you really don't know. Uh, but and, and I understand if you guys think I'm kind of sounding sounding sarcastic when I'm talking about this, but trust me, this is just my natural voice. Like I, there's nothing I can do about fixing the way I talk. Um, I've tried, I've tried so hard, um, but I am very generally concerned about what's going on over here for Luis Diaz. Um, but you know, obviously, hope. Like I said, I hope that his father gets gets freed, and, and you know they can move on from it. Yeah, I, I hope for that too. But yeah, so hope well, we're we're there we're there with you, Luis Diaz. Um, I I can't score goals, so I can't show any support, any a uh, show off a shirt and support for you. But you I you know you do you do have my support. Uh, but the all right. So the twenty twenty three Ballon d'Or is done. It's been announced. We know who the winner is. I mean, if you're living under a rock, you de- you definitely you should know who it is. And that is of course, we'll get there when we get there. Um, <laughs> so we'll go down because there's there's other awards besides the Ballon d'Or. 
that gets a, that gets awarded in this in this ceremony, and we'll, we're going to go all the way down till we get to the winner, which obviously we all know who it is. Um, the 2023 Women's Club of the Year goes to FC Barcelona. Um, I think this was. They, I think they won the Champions League this year. That the past yeah, they season. won the women's the women's they're, they're, uh, Champions League. I mean, League. they were OP last year. I don't. I think they. I they may have. May either either they win undefeated or they they had like one or two losses. But I mean, they were they were slapping everybody around. I remember. I I I, I remember seeing the score lines when they played against Real Madrid, and it was just like, like as if they were playing on easy mode on uh, on. On, uh, on FIFA, on amateur, on FIFA, I was like, "Good God!" Uh, so, but yeah, and, and obviously, majority of the players that were on that are on that Barcelona team are also uh, from the great representatives of 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 the Brazilian of of the Spanish national team. So, oh yeah, and then and then um, most of those, uh, I think a lot of those uh, players, they went to represent, like you said. Uh, the women's Spanish team, uh, I believe, for the World Cup. So I mean, it's it's understandable. I think even the 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 one that got the most goals was from that club. Yep, yep. Um. So wait, no. Uh, wait, are you talking about Olga Carmona? Yeah. No, she plays for Real Madrid. Oh, she plays for Real Madrid. Yeah. Suck it. Just <laughs> <laughs> like suck it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> um so for the men's side, the club the club of the year for twenty twenty three is of course Manchester City. I mean they they want to treble. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you need to know as to why they got Dude. selected? <laughs> yeah, they're OP. Yeah. OP. Mm-hmm. Wait, you there? Yeah, I'm okay. here. I'm saying they're just OP. <laughs> I mean they're just they're they're the cheat code in FIFA. They're the, if you play with, I'm just gonna say this in in EA Sports FC. If you play with with uh with Manchester City, I'm going to immediately say fuck you. That's like playing with Golden State Warriors in NBA 2K. That's like playing with with the Kansas City Chiefs in Madden. Um, that's like I don't know anything about hockey, so I can't really tell you who's like the, the team to use in 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 NHL. But uh, um, Vancouver. No, I don't think I don't think I, no. I definitely not that. Um no, I, I think I think they're actually bad. Shout out to 14 1420 podcast. They I, I think they shit on Vancouver a lot, so that's the only way I know. Um Yeah I'm trying to uh, if you're if for the Formula One video game, I don't think anybody really plays that game, but if you play the Formula Lewis, One game, I, I'm Lewis assuming Hamilton. if you use Red Bull and use Max Verstappen, fuck you. Um Especially because I I just can't stand Max Verstappen now, who won another Grand Prix. So <laughs> he's a great racer. I'm not saying that he's not, but it's just like it, it gets annoying. <laughs> also, I'm it's just because I'm loyal to Checo. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Matches the City Club of the Year. Um, the Socrates Award for Humanitarian goes to Vinicius Junior of Real Madrid. Um, I believe he his foundation is uh supplying like the essentials for like technology and anything that that children need for to to get their education over in Brazil. Kind of oh. some not like what Sadio Mane does, which Sadio Mane obviously, if you guys know, uses majority of his money to build schools and 
and hospitals in over Sen- in, in in Senegal. But yeah, still, you know, I mean, we all can't be Sadio Mane, but uh, but definitely, you know, Vinicius, what he's able to do, which I mean, Sadio Mane was the one that won the previous year. So, but Vinicius Junior, what he's doing to go, you know, to give back to his community in Brazil, um, definitely gives him worthy of the of the Socrates Award. Um, the yep. award, the Jared Muller Trophy, which is the award given to the highest scoring player, is Erling Haaland. I it, it's it's it was a weird. I was trying to get the I, the description of the award. I saw highest score, but then I also saw best striker. Um, so which is it? So yeah. <laughs> I mean, either or, you know, either or, I, I'm pretty sure he, there was no wrong there. Yeah, so, but highest score does go to Erling Haaland of Manchester City. Yeah, I believe it. Yeah, I mean, he had an amazing season at Manchester City. The Copa Trophy, which is the best player under the age of 21, went to Jude Bellingham. And this is where I'm going to make a little complaint here. Oh, <laughs> Not, not that because Jude's my guy, Jude Bellingham, as as I call him. Um, they they originally labeled him as a Real Madrid player, but obviously we're talking because remember the Ballon d'Or is no longer going off of the year; they're going off of the season. So they're I'm assuming that they're judging everything off of last season. So and Jude Bellingham wasn't playing for Real Madrid last season; he was playing for Borussia Dortmund. So yeah. in my eyes, he's being awarded as a Borussia Dortmund player. Y'all can call me mm-hmm. crazy for if you want, but and, and this is a guy that I'm getting spoiled every every single day now as a Real Madrid fan. But I think it it it's fair I think it's fair to say that he got the award as a Borussia Dortmund player and I don't think Edward would disagree with me with that because obviously Edward likes Borussia Dortmund. Um yeah. So that's my only that's my little complaint. That's my after that I'm 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 done. But the Copa Trophy, obviously the best player under the age of twenty one, goes to Jude Bellingham. Yeah, because I think what last year Gavi got it or Pedri, one of them. I think it was Pedri. He got that dog. Both of them got that dog. You know, they Bro, both got seriously. they both had instances where they got phone numbers. Oh man, yeah, devious dogs. <laughs> <laughs> Their dogs um, on and off the field. <laughs> I'm a, I'm forever loving that. I just I, the the best one was Gavi, just because Gavi didn't realize what it what it was until he saw it. He's like, oh, and then he just like like gleefully put it in his pocket, which I yeah. was surprised that people still do that these days. Is give them a piece of paper with their phone number. I didn't I didn't think that was a thing. Um, still, but all right. Uh, the 2023 Yashin Trophy, which is the award for the best goalkeeper, goes to. Emiliano Martinez of Aston Villa. Oh, oh man, he got booed by the way when he got the award. Um, he got booed. He got booed. Oh, which wow. I mean, to be fair, this is a French award ceremony. Um, because he's definitely not getting this award for his performance at Aston Villa. Um, he, no. he was he was the best no, goalkeeper. Was... He was the best goalkeeper was... in the World Cup. So, uh, I mean, it... dude. It... It, it it was pretty bad. Like the the thing is, what I saw is like there was a bunch of memes talking about like, yeah, this is the best goalkeeper in the world. Supposedly, this is the one you guys voted for. All this other stuff, and yeah. apparently they showed a blunder that happened like this this past weekend. weekend. Or, 
this past yeah. weekend. He that literally just right, saw the bro. ball go right into the back of the no, not even go to the back of the net. It hit the it hit the top of the bar and then it went it, it like when the way it went into hit the top bar, it, it it actually it hit the top bar, but it also slid onto the net. I could be wrong on this. I might be over exaggerating at this point, but it was a goal. And so yeah, it was it, yeah, it, it was not a good look for him. Um but Acevedo is actually looking pretty good this year. Um Yeah, but obviously and this is where me and Edward had have talked about this when it came to this award ceremony. We didn't talk about these awards, but we talked about uh about how the Ballon d'Or with the World Cup being a big factor for some of these wars being decided. Um, yeah. And obviously, this is judging off of his performance in the World Cup because I think there's other goalkeepers that you could be talking about. And I mean, even when when we recap the seasons with uh with Kelsey, we mentioned the goal <laughs> the goalkeepers that won the clean sheet award. Uh, that that led the league, league in clean sheets, and you know, Emiliano Martinez was not named. I mean, would you throw Ter Stegen into that argument? No, you, you probably don't want to see Germany. Well, was Ter Stegen starting, or was it, or was Neuer starting? Uh, I think, uh, I think uh, Manuel Neuer. Okay, so you can't blame that on you can't blame Germany on him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but yeah. Um, but I mean, because Ter Stegen, he was the best goalkeeper in, in La Liga uh, last year. So it, it's it's a uh, it's uh, this is definitely one of those awards. This time, uh, Martinez definitely won it specifically for his performance in the World Cup because um, Aston Villa wasn't necessarily a world beater uh, last year. Um, but what, this is kind of like that argument is like, wh- when do you use the World Cup uh, to to kind of edge out a player over somebody? And maybe maybe for this case you probably can't use the world cup to have him edge out over somebody. Cause I, I'm not going to lie to you. I don't think what he did in Aston Villa while he, I still, I rate Emmy Martinez very highly, maybe a little too high for some people. Um, but, and it's just because the guys become a meme and it's hilarious and I love him. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't think he should be getting this award. <laughs> like I really don't. I'm surprised he didn't dry hump it. That's a, you know, progress. Um, you know, progress on that part. He he learned he learned there's a time and place for everything. There's a time and place for everything to 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 hump a trophy. So so there that's progress right there. I mean that's great for him. Um, I still can't believe that that guy did that. <laughs> right in front, right in front of the people of uh, of Qatar. Uh, that was that's what I'm best saying. image ever. Best saying. image ever. I think that's up there for number one image right now of all time for me. Um. <laughs> It might it actually might be it might well no because this isn't it actually maybe a moment yeah because um so I just started watching that show Special Forces I don't know if you mm-hmm. if you've heard about it but Special Forces essentially is this reality show on Fox where celebrities try to see if they can handle Special Forces training which just sounds like a terrible idea it's like not even this I don't know who 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 proposed this idea but this is just like the worst idea possible but uh, in this new season they're featuring Black China. Um, and there's a clip, but she's like, I don't want people to think of me as black China. I want them to know me as Angela white. And then I was started thinking for a second. I was like, I don't think you even want people to think of you as Angela white. Um, because if, if you guys know a certain region of the internet, um, there is somebody with a name called Angela white. And, um, let's just say, I don't, I don't think if you put, go into a, a Google search right now, 
I don't think Black China pops up when you put uh, Angela White. Is all I'm gonna. I'm just gonna leave it like that. Uh, but that was. A, I thought that was kind of funny. Uh, yeah. Sensing the quietness from Edward, I'm assuming that he has no idea what I'm talking about. Nope, uh, not a clue. Yeah, let's let's just keep it that way. Um, but, but yeah, I, I that that's like probably up there. But still, Emmy Martinez dry humping a trophy is still always gonna be my favorite day, my favorite thing ever. Um, but anyways, continuing on. The 2023 Ballon d'Or Feminine, which is the award for best women's player, went to Aitana Bonmati of FC Barcelona. So there you go. Ever Barcelona got represented. Yay. <laughs> which, I mean, I think she was very, she, not only did she, was she crucial for Barcelona's run, but she was also crucial for uh, Spain's run for the World Cup, which obviously they won. If if you guys didn't know, Spain won the World Cup. Um and if you guys forgot, because I know when you when you Google search Spanish women's Spanish soccer team, you probably don't get women's World Cup victory. Um you something happened in the World Cup uh, along with that. But um let's just let's oh, just move yeah. on from that from that one. Um yeah so that definitely that definitely overshadowed what what Spain accomplished. Um, but yeah, so Aitana uh, Bonmonti became was the winner for the Ballon d'Or, the uh, feminine. Anything yeah. to say there, Edward? Uh, no, just uh, uh, like I said, like like Hector said, I'm not gonna no, lie, I the... completely forgot <laughs> that they won the World Cup. I they got completely overshadowed from that whole scandal. Uh, well no like, that's what i was saying i was like you know we haven't even i mean to be fair like i haven't kept up with it you know what i mean like now i'm probably gonna have to try to see what happened you know just making <laughs> everyone's sure, gonna to, just making everyone's sure everyone's gonna have to add that plus figuring out who the hell angela white is uh, so. oh man <laughs> uh, all right and of course the 2023 ballon d'or winner is for the eighth time Lionel Messi of PSG, which is now my other complaint because they put Inter Inter Miami, and oh my God, did like the did the tinfoil hats come out on this one? <laughs> so obviously you have a player that is like hosting the whole thing, and the play, the person that the the former player that they had to announce the award was David Beckham. <laughs> that's a that's a gimme, honestly, at that point. So, boy, we, did the tinfoil we, hats come out. <laughs> did, did, I mean, I was about to say, I was about to say, I was like, hey, man, you know, you don't know, like maybe he pulled up what was that movie where he read like he saw the name of who won the award, but he just said some. Oh, what was it? No, <laughs> what it was is uh, Joey, King, King Joey, of the Hill, Joey. No, no, it was King Joey. of the Hill, where it was like, let's just pick Hank or the white guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. The four, the Nine Rivers Country Club. Right. Was it, was oh, it Nine man. Rivers or Four Rivers? I don't know. I don't know. It was just Chang Wasanasan. Chang Wasanasan. That was such a racist character. No, <laughs> Ted. Ted Wasanasan. Ted was a dad. Ted was a dad. Hey, your I'm wife is simple. super hot. Oh man. <laughs> How is that like oh, your yeah. way to get on his good side? Is to... <laughs> uh, I, 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 I don't even know. 
Uh, King, know. King, I gotta watch. Okay, I'm watching. I'm rewatching King of the Hill. <laughs> That's that settles it for me. <laughs> Great, show. one of the best shows ever. Um, but yeah, Lionel Messi won the uh won the Ballon d'Or. Which, if you guys remember, when me and Edward uh we made our our predictions for who was going to win the Ballon d'Or, um, Edward did pick Messi. Um, he 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 said it was written in the sand, literally, because it was in Qatar. Um, yeah. Oh my God! Don't don't start that. <laughs> um. But I did. I also featured Messi on it, even though I felt personally that there was another player that was worthy of being up, despite not being in the World Cup, was worthy as well of being in there. But I will say, two guys that me and I were both featured in our own respective list did make it to this, did make it into the top three because in second place was Erling Haaland, who was my winner, um, and then Edward had Kylian Mbappe. Yep. on his list. So we both, we both had. Uh, we both had uh, two players at least because we both had Lionel Messi on our top three. And then I had Erling Haaland, Edward had Kylian Mbappe on their list. Uh, but obviously when they announced Messi with the winning the ball north, they said Inter Miami. And let's be honest, you guys were not looking at his stats from Inter Miami, from Inter, his no. time at Inter Miami. Everybody, everybody, was looking, everybody was looking at their, at the World Cup. Everybody. Yeah. So everyone was trying to say, this is bollocks that, that uh that Holland had the better season than than Messi, and then people made the argument, well, Holland didn't show up in the final, uh, you know, blah blah blah, all that stuff. So, just so we can finally get the people to take off their tinfoil hats, we'll look at the performances with their with their respective teams. So, we'll start with Mbappe, who obviously was in the World Cup, and with PSG. With PSG, he had a total of forty three appearances, scored forty one goals, and ten assists. So giving him a total of 51 scoring uh, contributions for PSG. And in the World Cup, he appeared in all seven matches of, obviously, because he played seven games in the World Cup because he made it to the final and had a total of eight goals and two assists, uh, which gave him 10 goal contributions, giving him not only the leading goal scorer for League Un, but also for the 2022 World Cup. Um, so he, he was the leading goal scorer for that. And of course, his only accolade was winning the league on trophy. Yep. I'm just gonna say PSG is what what hurt Mbappe. <laughs> if if Mbappe, I think with these stats, I think if you if he's able to do this like in the Premier League or in La Liga, I think he would have. I think he might have would have been able to jump over Messi. Maybe. Don't don't quote on me on that one, but I do feel that he if he's in a better league, he would definitely and and playing at that level, I I I, I think for sure because that's almost a goal a game. You know, forty three forty three appearances at PSG and forty one goals. Yeah, that that's 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 a goal a game. That's almost a goal a game. So so I would just say that that's why he he finished third, second place. Erling Haaland, his stats at Manchester City. 53 appearances, 52 goals, and nine assists in all competitions. He was the leading goal scorer in the English Premier League, and he was the leading goal scorer in the Champions League. And his trophies, of course, is a Champions League, the English Premier League, and the FA Cup because he was part of a trouble. Um, I, I said it already in the episode where we were talking about like who, who, you know, who's our top five and all that. So Edward can tell you, like I, I was kind of pushing 
for for Holland because I felt despite him not being in the World Cup, and I think literally the reason why he's not winning the Ballon d'Or is because he wasn't in the World Cup. But if he was, if it wasn't for that fact, I think if you put his stats with Messi's stats, I think he 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 outright wins it. But the World Cup was the factor. Yeah, I mean, I, no, no, yeah. But what that's exactly what I was telling you. I was like, they for Messi, they looked at his World Cup stats. Yeah, he contributed. He contributed and uh, PSG, but he wasn't like the max goal scorer. Or, but I, he made some key plays. That's really it. It wasn't too too much of a that he did, you know. And this is me. I, you know me. I'm a I'm a Messi fan, but seeing as he won the Ballon d'Or, they mostly did like check that he he won, finally won the World Cup, mm-hmm. cementing himself as the goat, as they want to say. Yeah. So let's let's look at Messi. So I, I so it's like more 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 limelight for him, like. Yeah. Yeah. So looking at his, his stats from PSG, which I will tell you, PSG, this was definitely his better season with PSG. Um, but obviously, when you have a season that he had his first year at PSG, anything would be better. Um, but yeah. he had 41 appearances. He scored 21 goals and 20 assists. So he he basically had a goal contribution every game at PSG. Mm-hmm. When you look at it in that sense. Um, in the World Cup, he had seven appearances, seven goals and three assists. He was, oh, okay. So, and then obviously the trophies that he won was he won the league on championship. He won the French Super Cup. I was so confused as to how Messi got the French Super Cup and, and Mbappe didn't. But when I looked at it, Mbappe was just not a player. He, he was not featured on that roster. So I guess, I guess that's when you don't count, trophies don't count for people. Um, fair point though. And not. of course the World Cup. Now, I didn't want to count the Inter Miami stats, but I let's just go ahead and do it. But at Inter Miami, he had 14 appearances, scored 11 goals and five assists. So essentially, he had a goal, he averaged a goal contribution every single game that he played for Inter Miami, and he was the leading goal scorer in the League's Cup. And of course, he won the League's Cup. Um, once again, I don't think Inter Miami has any effect to what he did, why he won the Ball on the War, his eighth Ball on the War, but. Um, I think strictly it's because of the World Cup. I don't think what he did at PSG was significant enough. I, if if we took away the World Cup and we just looked at his PSG performance, uh, way he performed at PSG, Holland passes him clear. Shoot, Mbappe yeah. passes him clear. Like if we're just looking at PSG, because I mean, and, and at, at that point, I think you have to give it to Holland. And, but I think the World Cup is such a big factor. Like, it's it's kind of unfortunate that Erling Haaland, even though a lot of people are saying that, that, that Erling Haaland was robbed, I don't think he was robbed. I think the, the sole fact of the matter is, is Messi. Messi was deserved to win the, the ball nor. Like, I, I, it's unfortunate. And, the World Cup had to be, had to be a factor. Like it, 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 like, it goes back to 2018. Luka Modric. You know, I'm sure if you pulled away his performance from the from the World Cup, if you take that out, he wasn't going to win it. But because he was yeah. so important to Croatia for the World Cup in 2018, even though they didn't win the final, he yeah, would, but they, he he made it all the way out over there. It was essentially his performance with Real Madrid was great, and what edged him over was his performance in the World Cup. 
Now, yep. 2014, I, who won 2014? I mean, I know it's Germany. Um, um, I know it's <laughs> yeah, Germany, it but Germany. I'm trying to remember who won the 20, who won the 2014 Ballon d'Or. Um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Was it Ronaldo? I believe so. 2014 World Cup. This is this is great podcasting, by the way. Uh, 2014 World Cup or Ballon d'Or. Ballon d'Or. It was Ronaldo. Yeah. Did he? It was the year that it was the year that uh Messi wasn't having like a great season at Barcelona, and then Real Madrid won the World Cup, or I'm sorry, the La Liga, and I want to say they won the, the Champions League, and uh, Ronaldo was like the max goal scorer that season. Was that was this the year the the C year? The what? Was this the year where he he had a I think so. Wow, but yeah, that oh, cause that, Manuel Noor. So Manuel Noor, that was the guy that had like the significant World Cup appearance. That's once again, yeah. this goes back to goalkeepers are just never gonna win the Ballon d'Or. <laughs> and twenty ten, we know it's Messi. Messi won the Ballon the Ballon d'Or in twenty ten. Um, in 2010, obviously, that was where probably the, the one point where I think it was where Messi did rob a Ballon d'Or from somebody because a lot of people, I would even argue that Andres Iniesta should have won the Ballon d'Or because um, you can throw all the Barcelona stuff with with Andres Iniesta. I, 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 don't, I don't think that was the year that Messi went crazy in Barcelona. Like, that's the, I don't think that was the 91 goal year, the goal season. But, um, but even that, the do you know, Andres Iniesta was a pivotal part of Spain's World Cup win. Yeah, he won the, he scored the game winner. Um, so like, twenty ten, I will say is the only time I would. Oh well, tw- look, I, I I definitely calmed down over twenty twenty one. I think it was more so because I feel like Lewandowski was robbed of a of a Ballon d'Or the previous year. I still say he did have a good enough year to to give him the twenty twenty one Ballon d'Or. Um, be- and it's also because Messi's Messi's season uh from tw- that twenty twenty one year was not good. <laughs> yeah, it was would, not man. as good as what he- we usually expect from Messi. That was kind of where we were like, man, is Messi bad now? Uh, is kind of go- when we started going there because I think that was his that was when he was when he just went to PSG, and yeah. um, and so there was a lot of question marks behind that whole thing. Um, and that was also when it was based on the year, so it wasn't based on the season; it was based off the year. Um, but which, I mean, if you look at that logic, still Messi did not have a great year. Um, well, not as great as a year as Robert Lewandowski. So the two instances where I say that Messi probably shouldn't have won the ball is 2010 and 2021. He should have definitely won it this year. Like, it's not even it, it like to me, it's, it's just not because if, if you let's put it, let's put it this way. If you were to put like Mbappe and he, let's put it, France won the world cup, you know, they were in the Champions League. They didn't win it. They they won their league. Mbappe, of course, freaking shining out. And then Mbappe also freaking scoring three goals by himself uh, on Argentina and the World Cup. So, of course, you know, I would have felt like Mbappe would have won the World Cup if he was in, uh, let's put it this way, if France won. You know, at that point, it's like, oh, yeah, we can't give the World Cup to Messi at this point. There's, like, no mm-hmm. way. Or, exactly. We can't give the, the, the Ballon d'Or to Messi at this point. Like, there's no way. Exactly. But uh, the World Cup having sway this year, 
then you know then yeah i i will ask you this like looking at the way that you know obviously messi won first holland second and Mbappe third if, if if the fact that we're talking about how the world cup is such a big factor why isn't Mbappe second not second that's that's one thing i don't know Because now this is where it confuses me, right? Because, like, you know, when... It's well, like, I mean, when does, okay, when does okay let's, friend... put it, let's put it let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. So, to me... I'm personally not uh, offended by, by Holland being second. I, I just want to no, point that out. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not. But what I want to say is I feel that... Um, that Holland's performance in the English Premier League outshines Mbappe's performance in Ligue 1. Mm-hmm. He got more goals. And I feel like even his playing style was better done, uh, was better than, because Haaland, yes, he can be individualistic, but a lot of those goals, it's like powerhouse, physical. Like he he uses his speed, he uses his body. He can get behind the defenders. Um, a lot of those aerial goals, power shot goals, Mbappe is like flair. You know, they're nice. They're, they look clean. Nice goals, nice runs, nice assists like that where he takes on one, two, three defenders, and then he does that cut and then shoots it from outside or shoots it from like that weird angle where he just curls in. You know, awesome. You know, cool. It's just I feel that Holland's performances altogether – was better than Mbappe's in the league. Mm-hmm. So even though Mbappe had a really good World Cup, I don't think that edges him over with the club performances. Because I I feel like it's like you you do have so to think like, about it. Like P, PSG so, has like so just just to, just just so I can just so I can just ha- get a good understanding of what you're saying basically. Even with the World Cup, Mbappe doesn't doesn't it doesn't the World Cup doesn't help Mbappe push over, uh, Holland. No, it does not. Okay, because no, I, like, I agree. Cause, cause I, I I agree a hundred percent. I'm not I'm not saying like I'm not disagreeing with it. Obviously, this is just for the people that are going to say that you know, oh, the World Cup is a is a is a factor to go into it because obviously you you it's a sandwich of World Cup guys, right? Because you have. Messi, which I mean, if you look at his stats at PSG, it's it's not even close to to Mbappe. No, nope. you know, <laughs> like if you look at, just, at PSG stats alone, just looking at the PSG stats alone for Messi and Mbappe, you would push Mbappe over Messi. Yep, just looking at PSG. Um, but obviously, when and and I mean, if we're just looking at strictly club stats, I would straight up say it's Holland. Yep, exactly. But, but the World Cup performance, because remember, Ma- Messi had a man of the match at each level of the World Cup. He had a yep. he had a he man had of the match in the, group stages. In the, in the, yeah, the groups. And e- each the, level of the knockout round. Yep. So, like, once again, impactful, significant performance for the World Cup. Like, if anything, the World Cup performance is so overpowering, and we're still t- and we're talking about seven games. And the PSG stats kind of just teeter him over Holland. 
Yep. That's that's and the thing is it's it's I guess it's not sad to say, but it's like it, it's I guess you could say through the season because technically the season was over, but you're still you know playing. Yeah, the, the the World Cup was weird this year, obviously, because it was during the winter. Um, and I, I, I think Erling Haaland did – was, and once again, it's not Haaland's fault. It's not Haaland's fault that he was in the World – I mean, maybe you could say maybe it is his fault. Um, but obviously qualifying, qualifying for the World Cup, and a lot of people are like, oh, you know, UEFA has so many teams that make it to the World Cup. That it's a World Cup. Yeah, but there's also a lot of countries in UEFA. Oh, yeah. Like, a there's lot. a lot of European countries. There's European countries that I didn't even know existed. Um, and the only reason why I learned about these countries is because of, you know, whenever we had to play FIFA, whenever every World Cup, when they, back when FIFA actually gave a damn, um, yeah. they always had a game where you can do the whole qualification process. So oh, you know, yeah. me, me and Edward being like the, the achievement. I think the last one, the last one they did was FIFA 2010. No, 2014, I think. No, not 14 was the last one. No, 2014 didn't, didn't have one. I think it was 2010. Yeah, South, Af- South Africa. Which yeah. one was South Africa? So Which that, one was that it was that had South Pitbull? Africa. Which one had that song with Pitbull? Oh, God. I don't know. Oh, no, it was Brazil. But I don't think Brazil was as good. No, because you Which couldn't do the qualification. One? You couldn't Which do qualification. Which one was the one that we played on PS2? 2006, right? 2010. No. PS2. Oh, uh, 20, 2006. Yeah, so 06 and then the the 2010 was the next gen console. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, if it, 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 like I said, if you look at it that type of way, you'll see you'll see what we're talking about whenever we're talking about like, oh, you know, um, these like certain countries, like Hector said, we didn't even know about them until like we managed to play that FIFA World Cup where they actually brought all the countries into the game. And then the, the qualification process exactly for all those teams. And and UEFA is hard. The yeah. When it comes, I think ranking the difficulty, the easiest was easiest was Asia. Yeah. I think Asia was the easiest, and then the hardest was was UEFA. UEFA mm-hmm. was 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 super hard, and I think it was the reason why Asia was also easier was because a lot of teams were very lowly rated. Um, and especially yeah. if you're using like a team like uh, Japan or you're using South Korea, um, you Those know, those are the OP teams in, in Asia. In Asia, so and then this is before where Aust- Australia was still actually Oceania might be the easier one, <laughs> but oh, if we're going to uh, using that context, Oceania is probably the easiest one if that that's the case. Um, I mean, Australia was always rated, it was just Australia. They were, rated, they were rated like four. Yeah, which there's a reason why then Australia chose to go to to move to the Asian Confederation, um, but but yeah, like I, but once again, like UEFA's qualification process for the World Cup is like super hard, and you're you're gonna miss teams. Teams are gonna miss out. Like in 2022, we didn't see Italy again. We didn't see uh, who who else didn't make it? I yeah, mean, this year, if you think about it, the big one, the big one, we didn't. The big one was like, the big one was Chile. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Italy. But I was saying I was like, this year we didn't see Chile in Condembol, you know? Yeah, but obviously when we're just talking about Europe, um, I 
I think might have been it just might have been Italy. And Italy got screwed because they had to go up against Portugal. Yeah. In a, in a one-off game. Um so like it just happens like that. Like you know, you got to win either you win your group or you have to win those survival matches. Um shoot, Wales made it off the, the off their chinny chin chins. You know, so oh, like, yeah, they did. So like you know, we didn't even know Wales was going to be in the World Cup yet. We already did the groups. We already announced the groups before even Wales even qualified. So like Yeah. Yeah, UEFA was very difficult. That, that's all I have to say, but but once again, it's not Holland's fault. Like the qualification process is very difficult and then Norway is still very young. Maybe come next World Cup when you're having a prime Erling Holland, a prime uh uh Martin Odegaard when you have a prime I don't, I'm I'm like losing blanks on all these Norwegian players. Everyone keeps talking about young Norwegian players. But like once these once these got these young players, these young Norwegian players get into their prime years, we might see them in the World Cup. Especially if yeah. Holland is like we're talking about peak Erling Holland, like this dude is going to be at this point he's the terminator. So like as long as he doesn't get like a, a injury that doesn't, you know, destroys his his season. Like be like uh basically that's hope and I'm really hoping he doesn't get like those Ronaldo Pato injuries, you know. Yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree to that. But yeah, so like as far as to the people that feel like Erling Haaland was was deprived of his first ball in the war, as much as I really wanted maybe that Haaland had a shot, I thought Haaland could. I mean, clearly Haaland without a World Cup was still able to be better than most of the nominees. Yep, he was literally one player shy from winning it. Despite mm-hmm. not being in the World Cup, uh, and and you know he he finished you know he passed the guy that scored a hat trick in the World Cup final, so yep. like I think the, the the I I took two things away. One, Messi is just it's going to be so hard for someone to go up to to be at Messi's level with the Ballon d'Or, and, and also like this was my closing thoughts last episode, which is you're talking about an award that's opinion based. Like at the end of the day, this is an opinion based award. Some people may say it's a popularity contest. Some people just, at the end of the day, you're having these writers, these 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 French writers. These I don't know who who gets a who gets a vote for Ballon d'Or, but when you have something that's opinion based, it's not always going to be wildly accepted because we're talking about opinions. Like, I'm sure Edward, if you were to ask young Edward who his favorite soccer, who's the best soccer player in the world is, he wasn't going to tell you Messi. He was going to say Ronaldinho. Yep. And then I'm I'm sure Edward now is going to tell him you're an idiot. And now he's gonna say it's it's messy. And be like, like now, be like now, yeah. Same thing with me. If you if you ask me, if you ask a young Hector like who's who's the best player in the world, I would have told you Ronaldo, not CR seven, El Fenomeno. You know, because me and Edward, like I said, Edward was was all about was all about Ronaldinho. I was all about Ronaldo. If you ask me now, it's Emiliano Martinez. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> no, I, I, in all seriousness, it's messy. Um, but, uh, but, but it's just it, there's just no one, no, and and it's maybe more so the fact that like this period of Messi and Ronaldo, which is crazy to think since this like this era, this era has happened, Edward. Mm-hmm. I can only recount two guys that have won the Ballor, the one, the one, the Bondor in this period, and that's Luka Modric and Kareem Benzema. You can correct me if I'm wrong on that one, but 
those are the only two guys that were that were not named Cristiano Ronaldo or Lionel Messi that have won the Palme d'Or in this time span. Uh, in this time span, let me see, let me see. Because 2014 was, was Ronaldo's third, was his third Ballon d'Or. That's crazy. And that guy's only got, what, like five? Yeah. Um, let me see. Because obviously 2022 was Kareem Benzema. And then 20, 2018 was Luka Modric. So, that yeah, because what, 2023, Messi. 2022 Benzema, 2021 Messi, nobody won in 2020. We should we could just say Robert Lewandowski. Uh, 20 yep. 2019 was that Ronaldo? I'm trying to I'm trying to see. Was that 20 was 2019 Ronaldo or was that Messi? 2019, uh, Messi. Messi, okay. Twenty eighteen, Luka Modric. Twenty seventeen, I would say it's probably Ronaldo. Yeah. Twenty fifteen, no, twenty sixteen, right? Twenty sixteen, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. Twenty fifteen. Twenty fourteen, Ronaldo. Twenty fifteen was Ronaldo. Messi. Yeah. Oh wow. Twenty fourteen was Messi. Uh. 2013, was that Messi again? Yep. 2012, I'm assuming that's Messi. Yeah. The last person who won it that wasn't Messi, that was, um, like, right before, I think, 2008. It was a 2007. Was oh, Kaka. Kaka. Yeah. All right. And, and then, then 2006, Canavaro. Like, yeah, because he won the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Oh seven. Oh seven. Was that Ronaldo? Oh seven. No. Who won oh seven? Uh, was that Messi? No. Let's see. No. Oh seven was Kaká. Oh seven was Kaká. Who was oh eight then? Oh eight. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. When he was in menu, so so this goes okay. So then, oh nine was Messi, right? Then oh nine, oh nine was Messi. Yeah. So starting starting from oh eight till now, good god, <laughs> <laughs> that's over ten years, dude. Bro, I was a freaking <laughs> no wait because no, they usually do they what's it November? They always do the award show in November. Oh eight, I was. I was a freaking ju- no. I was a. I was a so- no. Yeah, I was a soft you no. Know, yeah, I was a sophomore in high school. Since I was a sophomore in high school, that's been the Messi Ronaldo parade of, of the Bond or That is. That is ridiculous. Fuck, man! That just makes me feel old. Or, what? I, yeah, man. Like their ball, ball in the or periods, that doesn't make you feel old. No, you were out of high school. Yep, 
That's not to me. It's you're, normal. You're a whole adulthood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So going all the way back to 08, Ronaldo, R- Ronaldo, Ronaldo, and Messi have been winning the Ballon d'Or, and in since since till now, there's only been two guys that have won the Ballon d'Or, not named Ronaldo or Messi. And they're luckily they're both Real Madrid players, but yeah, that 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 has to be insane. And I and I think that this is now the it. This is it. This is this is the last time we're gonna see Messi win, Messi or Ronaldo win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, unless Messi somehow scores like a hundred goals in the MLS. <laughs> but yeah, like that's asking for a lot. I mean, with all the games they play, they pro- it's probably possible. <laughs> but yeah. it might be possible. Um, but, but yeah, so like, and, and I think that with, with Erling Haaland and Mbappe being the, the two that finished in that, in the, in the, in the top three, I mean, I think that we're going to, there's like, and then it's like, you know, you and me keep talking about who's going to be the next goat, like the, the next goat debate, right? At this point, I don't yeah. even think that it's going to be like a two, a two man thing. Cause there is so many young players now, like you, Jude Bellingham. You know, now is being more interesting. Um, every Phil young Foden. player that's getting shit out right now by Barcelona. Um, what's that one kid? Hell, didn't they have a player just score like two goals right now? Like, yeah, um, two goals in his debut. Not... Yeah, I was literally looking at the at the at the video. Yeah, so like they have another kid that, like you know, those guys freaking. Rodrigo and Vinicius, maybe not so much Rodrigo right now. It's making me feel bad as an adopted parent. Um, oh man, this dude. Uh, um, you know, uh, Saka. Uh, if 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 Jaden Sancho can finally uh, leave Manchester United, I'm sure he'll get back into debate. It, but like, like there's so many players right now that you can argue could have one good, can have like an amazing season, right? Can have that year where they take the team to the Champions League, you know, have their team have an historical trouble, you know, things like that. Like where I think we're gonna go back to having like different names pop up in the ball nor. That's just me. I don't know if you feel the same way, but I think that we're we're now past the. It's only been a two the, a two horse race. Yeah, I mean, it's been like that for a while. Yeah, and, and like I mean, as much as you and me have been talking about, like, is it going to be Mbappe and Holland? I think it's it's not going to be Mbappe and Holland. Hell, look at the way Santiago Jimenez has been playing lately over at Feyenoord. Like that dude's set for a big move too. I'm assuming. I mean, it looks like Real Madrid wants him. It looks like Tottenham wants him. I think Barcelona threw their name out on there as well. Like, shoot, what happens if Santiago Jimenez turns out to be like the next great Mexican? Maybe he surpasses Hugo Sanchez. You know what I mean? <laughs> like. There's so many young names that, and and it's like they're only gonna get younger. <laughs> like it's it's getting crazy that like, and I'm sure there's gonna be another rising star in Borussia Dortmund that's gonna come out. Uh, Jamal Musiala, like that kid's gonna. I'm sure that kid's gonna be set for success pretty soon too. Like there's so many names that I just don't think that you can just pinpoint and say that yeah, this guy's gonna be the recurring name that we see in the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, I mean it's there's a lot of contenders. There's a lot. There's Which, there's a lot of contenders for these up and coming. Like nobody's outshining anybody right now at this point. The only ones that are literally sticking out a lot is because one, 
they managed to stick out early on. And so they managed to make their worth go up and up and up, which is where PSG ended up making Mbappe feel like he's worth basically, I don't know how many millions, maybe close to a billion. And then um, you got Halan, who got picked up by Man City, and right now his worth is it's through the roof right now so it's just um you, you like i said you got all these other kids who are also in big clubs and stuff like that Phil Foden. But I, I forgot about we'll, Phil Foden. we'll see i i said him but oh, okay i guess um, you were still going on your on your on your on your spiel yeah but like as a as a fan of the game like that that's an exciting thing like it, it's yep. not just the same names over and over again it's going to be different names which I mean, as much as I, as much as me and Edward both feel that we got spoiled by the Cristiano Ronaldo Messi era, um, it's also kind of like a a great thing that it's finally coming to an end. Like I think we're not going to see Me- Messi up here uh, for the Ballon d'Or anymore. I don't think we're going to hear uh, from Ronaldo anymore from the Ballon d'Or. Um, I don't think so either. And and so I I so me to me that's like a blessing because now we're going to really see who 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 rises to the top. Like now we're you know. Like, I think it's cool that we, we that it's Holland and Mbappe that would finish in the top three, like because, and, and I mean the way things are looking for Jude Bellingham, we might see him come next year, be featured on in the top three, winning it maybe, but like definitely in the top three, as long as he keeps playing the way he's playing, obviously. But I mean like, so that it, it's like the future is exciting for me, like I can't wait to see all the names. Hell, maybe one day we see Joe Bellingham, <laughs> um, and so. Maybe one day we see Thiago Messi. Yeah, maybe. If Thiago Messi becomes a pro, we're, that's when you and me are going to be very old. Yeah, We'll see Ronaldo Jr. I mean, before we see Thiago Messi. I'm still waiting to see, uh, what's his name? Is it Brooklyn or Romeo that's, uh, that's playing in the EPL? Beckham? Yeah. Uh, Romeo Beckham. Yeah. I don't know what. I don't know where he's. I don't know if he's with the reserves of of Brentford or because I don't think he's been playing. I could be wrong on that. It's not like I, my life revolves around the Beckhams by any means. Um, but but yeah. So that was the Ballon d'Or. Um, I honestly have no complaints aside from maybe Emmy Martinez shouldn't have been goalkeeper of the year. But aside from that, I mean, I think it was a overall a pretty good a, a pretty good list of winners. Yep. But all right, guys, we're going to take a break and then we're going to go into me and Edward doing an all time U.S. men's national team lineup. So. So get ready for that. Hey, guys, this is Hector from the Insert Name FC podcast here to tell you guys about Candidips. It is a great tasting, superior alternative to traditional dip using CBD in a way that is radical, enjoyable and effective. It comes in five core flavors, wintergreen, mint, citrus, mango and American spice. Candidip CBD is the new evolution in dip, allowing guys to enjoy great, long-lasting taste without the downsides. If you guys want to go ahead and try them out, use the code BELLYUP20 at CandidateCBD.com. Once again, BELLYUP20 at CandidateCBD.com, and you'll get yourself 20% off your purchase. Thank you again for Candidips for being a great partner of BellyUp Sports. And we're back. All right, guys. Continuing on from Josie Altidore's. Re, uh, statement of that the 2014 U.S. men's national team would beat the current 
U.S. men's national team. First of all, Edward, how do you feel about that comment? <laughs> um, um, I don't disagree. I'm just going to plead the fifth. Don't want to. No, just say it. I mean, I, I don't disagree. Okay. So. All right, then you're with me and Jose. We, me and Jose both felt. Uh, once again, they 2014. They just had that dog in them. Um, yep. So, and let, let's be honest, this current team is is kind of soft. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just fair. They're not built for Concacaf. 2014. That team was built for Concacaf. Um, that's as Concacaf as you get. But but all right. Obviously, if we're gonna do this all-time roster, man, um, we gotta have a formation, right? So, me, me, and Edward are both obviously fans of a particular formation. So, I'm just gonna assume that we're gonna be using the four-three-three. Um, but obviously, for that one, when we're talking about that three, that that midfield, Cam or CDM, or do you want to do mm. one CDM, a center mid, and a Cam? Mm. I think I think right now how everything's set up, I think the cam and the two CMs would work out. Okay. So four four three four three three with a cam. Yeah. Okay. That's fine with me. All right. We're gonna go ahead and talk about we're gonna we're gonna start from from the bottom all the way up, so we're we definitely get Edward's full attention. But goalkeeper, mm. do I have to? Do we even have to debate on this one? I was just gonna say Tim Howard. Yeah, Tim Howard. That, that, that's not even an argument. Tim Howard is, is the goalkeeper. If you have an if you have an argument for not Tim Howard, then I I don't want to meet you. So, but yeah, Tim. Tim Howard between the sticks. I don't disagree with it. Somebody, somebody might say Casey Keller. Who? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Someone's gonna say Brad Guzan. Uh, <laughs> Brad Friedel. <laughs> that's that's who I was thinking of. Brad oh man! Just don't look what at his Tony, career. Tony Tony Miloa. Hey, that that that's a name. That's a name. Kicker for the New York Jets. <laughs> the snooty New York Jets. <laughs> All right. Defenders. All right, we'll we'll start with left back. What's the left mm. back that you're thinking of? Shoot. Um, who would you think of? I mean, there is a – it's like I'm conflicted here because I do like Jedi, but I don't think he's an all-time, like, name. But there was a player that did convert to left back, and oh, he was part of yeah, that 14 yeah, yeah, yeah. World Cup, and yeah, that is, of course, um, Demarcus Beasley. <laughs> that's who I, I was thinking of him, too. There you go. Okay. DeMar- I was like, man, because I, I was going to say Demarcus Beasley because I wasn't sure – if he was playing, I, I don't know why, but I kept thinking he was a center back. He was a winger. Yeah, he no, was he a was, winger. He, he first, 
He first started as a winger. I remember that. And then convert converted to left back. So yeah. So I'm guessing no disagreement on that one. Demarcus Beasley. All right. All right. Uh, center back one. Um, I don't know if you would agree with me on this one. Onyewu? That was the name I thought of. Because I, I feel like we would have to have, like, the dirty player, you know, and to me, he was a dirty player. He was as CONCACAF as you can get. I know who I know I know I'll I'll get this I'll take care of the spelling later, but I know I know who it is. Um, <laughs> do we feature Do we feature Alexi Lawless? No, <laughs> no, 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 we're not. Um, there was another one that I was thinking of, but I don't I don't I don't remember his record. But uh, Eddie Pope. Oh, I, I like Eddie Pope. Uh, but I I'm I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw one more name just to see. Throw it in there. Throw it in there. Carlos Bocanegra. Oh yeah. Oh, he was raw. But Eddie Pope is like the standard for a center back. So I mean, you were like, "Damn, I didn't know you were gonna go all the way back then." (laughs) Yeah, I was like, "Fuck that." That was a good one. That was a good name drop, though. But (laughs) I think we have to have Eddie Pope there. We have to have Eddie Pope there. The argument would be. Uchi or Carlos Be- Bocanegra now? I, I think that that's going to be the argument. Onyewu or Bocanegra, you mean? Yeah. Because mm, Onyewu was just, he was just bodying people. Dog. He, just he, dog. He was just, he was, Bocanegra was more, he was, he was a cap- more versatile. He was captain. He was a captain. Yeah. I got to go with the dog. Uh, I got to go with the dog. Uh, I love Carlos Bocanegra. Bocanegra, honorable mention. There, he's on the bench. So he was a he was a U.S. men's uh, national team's version of Puyol. Yeah, he yeah he was. Uh, right back. Okay, I know you're gonna hate me for this one. He fears. <laughs> no, <God>. no. <laughs> Friend of the friend of the podcast, he fears. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 we're not. <laughs> hey, if you don't friends us, I'm leaving you. All right. That's well, honorable mention. Honorable. <laughs> if you, I was gonna say, I was gonna say somebody really young, which is Sergino Dest. Ooh. I like Sergino. I like Sergino yet yet best, but I'm also on the ledge with DeAndre Yedlin. Ooh, okay, okay. So that's who. So, or Fabian why, Johnson. Fabian Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he he was good. He was good. It's just he just I think I saw like flat yeah, out just he, disappeared. He, he, he um, disappeared altogether. Yeah, I, I. Oh man, that's no. I I gotta go with Sergino. I think Sergino is better than DeAndre Yedlin. Like they both do the same thing. If that okay, makes any so sense, DeAndre, but Sergino's like, better like DeAndre, at it. But but I feel like DeAndre has that dog in him. Like he'll he'll fight a ball. But Sergino, 
I feel like he has more speed. He's and definitely he a defensive liability. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's the bigger defensive liability? It's definitely between those two. Um, it's the, I, I'd still probably side with Sergino. I think what he brings yeah. to the attack is like, and it, and especially when you have like two dogs in the back line with Onyewu and and uh, Eddie Pope, I think we're I think we can live with Sergino going up and attack. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, okay, Sergino does. I like how like our whole back line was a, a bunch of experienced players, and then bam, Sergino <laughs> throwing a throwing a newbie. Hey man, that's how it starts, dog. Let me show you how it is, young blood. <laughs> All right, let's get to the midfield. So, do you want to go with the? You want to talk about the camp first, or you want to talk about the center mm. midfielders? So, center midfielders, I'm probably gonna go with one of yours, uh, Kobe Jones. Yep, yep. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna disagree. <laughs> He's not even going to argue. No, nope, yep. like, oh, no. Kobe Jones, that's my guy. Do we throw in Michael Bradley? CM Michael Bradley or CDM Michael Bradley? Ooh, wait, no. Uh, all right. Tell me if you disagree with this one, Jermaine Jones. Oh, no, man. No, he was good, man. He was good. I can't. And he'd be family with family right there in the middle. I don't think they're related, but they do both. They, they're both dread gang. That's for sure. Mm. They both had the dreads. Um, do we do Jermaine Jones? Jermaine Jones was a dog. I will. I will throw that as well. Yeah, he was. Mm. But what's another? What's another CM that you could think of? Because mm. I mean, I don't think we can. I don't think Weston McKenney or. Or uh, Yunus Musa. I don't think that they're they're just yet to be. Ta- we're talking about like all time guys. Um. There's uh, I'm trying to think of some midfields. I mean, I, I, uh, Claudio, Claudio Reyna. Cla- I was about to say Claudio Reyna. <laughs> He was he was good. I don't. I I think uh, if you if you try to look past the whole uh, <laughs> black man black male in the U.S. Soccer Federation, um, he was. I mean, he was captain of the of the two thousand two team. Um, was it two no two thousand two thousand six team? He was the captain of. Um, but Hal Beckerman. <laughs> Oh god, no. <laughs> uh, what about what about Frankie Kijuk? He was pretty good, wasn't he a fullback? Mm, I think he was a midfield. Or Eddie Lewis. Hmm. Oh god, you remember you remember uh Clayton Mathis from uh backyard soccer? Dude, uh, he was so OP on backyard soccer. Um, not as not as OP as Kobe uh, Kobe Jones. Um, I feel Ernie like it has. Stewart. I feel like it has to be Stuart Holden. No, Ernie Stewart. Oh, Ernie Stewart. Uh, okay. Now we're going to like periods where we weren't watching. 
<laughs> we weren't really watching the U.S. team. Um, I remember them from freaking backyard soccer. That's right. <laughs> You're just like <laughs> Pablo Masarini. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I I, I, I feel Jermaine, like Jermaine Jermaine Jones. Jermaine and... Jones. Yeah, I I think it's Jermaine Jones. Congrat! Shout out to him, by the way. He I think he just recently got like a, a head coaching job. Um, nice. I can't tell you the I I can't for life let me tell you the team, but I know he was announced as a head coach now. Um, number ten. I I I'll throw out Landon Donovan. I know he's I more. Say clean. I was gonna say Clint Dempsey. As a ten? Yeah. That dude is a dog. All right. Uh yeah, that's fine. Deuce. Cause then cause then I was gonna say Landon Donovan, you could put him on the wing. Okay. On the right wing. Okay. So all right, forwards, left wing. Are are we left are we wing. not gonna throw Christian Pulisic there? We gotta put a police in there. Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was about to say. Um. All right. Yeah, Landon Donovan's got to be the 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 right winger. I, I I as as much as I'm a Landon Donovan hater, I can't I can't disagree with that. But someone's got to someone's got to be the striker. I'm torn between three people. Is one of them Brian McBride? It's a Brian, Brian Chain. Oh, well, now you, not, you, you had to say that name the day I'm wearing a Houston Dynamo jersey. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Brian Ching's definitely one. Um, um, okay, who's the other two? Uh, the other two, Josie Altidore. That's a good name. And um, trying to think, who was the other striker? No, not him. No, not him. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm, gonna yeah. I'm gonna stay strong, and I'm gonna say Brian McBride. He was, Brian he was, McBride. he was a leader, leading goal scorer. I believe he was the leading goal scorer before uh, Donovan and Dempsey passed him. I could be wrong on that, but but I, I know Brian McBride was definitely for quite some time was definitely the guy up top. Yeah, true. I do like Josie Altador, and of course you you just had to say Brian Ching, but I don't think Brian Ching was like as significant for the U.S. as Brian McBride was. You could, yeah. So, I'm not. I'm. Mm. I'm. I'm. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not budging on Brian McBride. <laughs> okay, and then yeah, just put Brian McBride. All right, Brian McBride. So that is, I I guess let's do a bench so we don't feel as bad. <laughs> Carlos Bocanegra, right? Yep. Um, 
Who else? Well, DeAndre Yedlin. You you mentioned DeAndre Yedlin. I think I think this is where we just say the guys that we're torn between. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, DeAndre Yedlin. Josie, Josie Altador. Josie Altador. How many players on the bench? Uh, you want to do how does what does FIFA usually have? Like seven, seven or eight. I think it's usually seven. What does FIFA have? Okay. Uh fuck, I don't know. I'm, I'm usually able to have a striker, a, a winger, two midfielders, a defender, center back and left back, and then a goalkeeper. Well, how I do it for FIFA. So one, two, forward, winger, two midfielders, two defenders. Oh, seven. So for defender, for defenders, you put Boca Negra, um, and DeAndre Yedlin. DeAndre Yedlin. And then midfielders, we could Gold put Dynamo. Huh? Oh, oh. Uh, for midfielder, I guess for for we could put because uh, we put Jermaine Jones, Kobe Jones. Um, okay, we could put uh, Gio Reyna. Oh, Gio Reyna. So yeah. we're just gonna avoid the other Reyna. Yeah, we'll put Gio Reyna, um, Josie Alpador. Um, do we put Michael Bradley? Mm, nah. No, not Michael Bradley. Nah. Um, another winger. Mm. Do you want to be cheeky and say Fabian Johnson? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Alejandro Bedoya. <laughs> No, I know you're just fucking with me. <laughs> no. mm. I was like, no, I know you fucking fucking with me. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jeff Cameron. Damn, I haven't heard that name in a long ass time. Maybe it's the Houston Dynamo jersey in me. <laughs> On me. Oh, yeah, he was. Oh, yeah, he was in Dynamo. I remember. He was definitely pretty crucial for the when they when they used him as a as a CDM over as a center back. So. Yeah. Um. Is, I can't really think of much wingers, man, for like the U.S. men's national team. It's more so modern wingers now that I think of than I think of like from the past. Yeah, because um, the past, I mean, two to Eddie Johnson. I mean, he's a striker. Yeah. But... Wow. Um, Backup goalkeeper. Uh, Brad Friedel. <laughs> I'll start with that shit. Casey Keller. Uh, I mean, he wasn't bad. Casey Keller? 
Yeah. No, just kind of near the tail end where it was like clear and obvious that we should have Tim Howard out there. Zach Steffen. Uh, I I think he definitely killed himself. Not not literally, not literally, guys, not literally. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, obviously, I'm not. That was that was a well, very poorly done joke. Um, it wasn't even supposed to be a joke. Uh, I I was saying because you know obviously he fell off uh, from the graces of Manchester City. Um, and obviously he reached, he spoke out about mental health. Um, but that was not, it was not a joke about, about offing yourself by any means. I meant like, he, like, he's just kind of, he just hasn't been the same since going, since he went to Manchester City, he just hasn't been the same player. Um, but um, Casey, Casey Keller, back of uh, goalkeeper. Oh, dude. Or Nick Romando. No, you know what? What about Tyler Adams? Tyler Adams uh, for the bench? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, Carlos Bocanegra, DeAndre Yedlin, Josie Altstore, Gio Reyna, Tyler Adams. Are we are we for uh, Casey Keller on the on the bench? Yeah, I mean. Okay. Unless you want to do Ethan Horvath. Uh, I mean, he only had one <laughs> distinctive moment, but um, winger. That's the one. Um, or do we think of a player that could be a a nine, but could but it was very shifty, and could play the winger role? I mean, we could say Jordan Morris. That's I mean. He mm. was a winger before, and now he's stuck into a striker position. Or if you want to do Timothy Weah. Tim Weah? Okay. I mean, that dog. Another dog. So. Yeah. All right. So we'll we'll post this. We'll post this on social media, so you guys can tell us you guys are fucking idiots. Or damn, I forgot about that guy. <laughs> so. <laughs> We're gonna be hearing a lot of those. Yeah. So, so that is our all insert name FC's all time U.S. men's national team roster. Definitely gonna have people to question us about this, but that's okay. Um, the Copa Libertadores final was this past weekend. Congratulations to Fluminense for beating Boca Juniors two to one. It's so weird having to say Boca Juniors. It makes me feel like I'm like not understanding the concept of junior, you know. <laughs> um, but Fluminense ends up having 53 percent of the possession. It was a very tight contest. Boca Jr. actually outshot them 15 to 13, but Fluminense had them with shots on target, which was six to five. The goal for Boca Jr. was from Luis Avincula in the 72nd minute mark. And the goals from Fluminense came from Herman Caro in the 36th minute and John Kenny, who scores the winner in the 99th minute mark, um, which ends up securing Fluminense's First ever Copa Libertadores, which now Marcelo, along with all his Champions League trophies, now is able to have a Copa Libertador in his trophy case. Yep. So first time first time winners, Brazil, I believe, now is back to back for Copa Libertadores. I think I think that's what it is. Uh I for, I think the I don't know who won last time, but <laughs> Once again, I don't, we really 
we're we need to do better with covering Copa Libertadores. It's actually a really good tournament, but uh, we it's just hard to keep track of it. But it, if the final if we find out that the final happens, we'll we'll definitely recap it. But yeah, uh, I got to watch the game. It was really fun. Um, I know that you know a lot of people usually end up watching like European football, but I mean. If you guys get a chance to like see what it's the the energy is like in Brazil and Argentina, watch it, man, because it is it is a atmosphere that is like just out of this world. Maybe one day me and Edward can travel down to South America safely and um, experience some of the games <laughs> that are over there. Um, maybe maybe get some security, or maybe we'll have Spencer with us, and maybe everyone's afraid of him. Um, because Spencer's a massive human being, and so that could probably vote in our favor. Um, Spencer's huge. Like, I think Spencer was like a, a – I think he was playing football at one point. Like, I mean, like, like I think he played college football. I, I, yeah, I could be wrong on that one. But I think that I think Spencer told me something about that he was actually going to play college football, but then he left after one year or something like that. Um, so he's a big motherfucker. That's all I'm saying. That's that. That's the only thing I want you guys to take away from this podcast is that Spencer's huge. Um, so if there's anything to take from this, but but yeah. So maybe one day me and Eric can explore uh, South America and and experience football and just wear neutral shit so that way people don't think we're representing a club because it's a <laughs> it's really tread carefully what colors you're wearing over there. <laughs> we're yeah. not even talking about gangs. We were talking about soccer. <laughs> Don't want to end up getting kidnapped over there. Yeah, that too. Um, Players of the Week. Players of the Week is brought to you by In the Clutch. In the Clutch is an amazing apparel company that has partnered with the Players Associations of Major League Soccer, the National Basketball Association, uh, National Football League, and the Major and Major League Baseball. Uh, they just dropped all the championship stuff for the Texas Rangers. Congratulations for winning the 2023 World Series. Nobody cares. Kind of care. It's actually a big deal. Congratulations to them. Um, Jose is also a Rangers fan, so congrats, congrats to the Rangers. Um, Arizona, you guys, you guys just destroyed Arizona. That's all I had to say. Um, but they they have amazing shirts that have all, and the best part of it all is that it goes directly to the players. So if you guys love all that stuff, and plus, plus the fact that you're helping the players' association, you're also getting a shirt that is. One amazing material. The designs are beautiful. Um, and if you guys want even more reason to go shop at intheclutch.com, if you use the code insert name at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% off your entire purchase. So once again, go to intheclutch.com, use that code insert name, and you'll save yourself 10% off your entire purchase. Edward, who is your player of the week? My player of the week is actually a defender, but it seems like he played a striker role. Uh, this week, and it's uh, Ronald Araujo from Barcelona. He scored the only goal in that game, and it was actually a pretty nice goal, like a header. So I'll give him that. It was also against Real Sociedad and their one nil victory. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and uh, who's your player of the week? My player of the week is a man that just went back to back with hat tricks. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't nominate him for Player of the Week, but it was because the game that he was the the hat trick he had was a total annihilation of another team. But this time, um, I mean, 
it was it was still kind of that, but it was a rivalry game, and that is of course Sir Harry Kane. I don't think he's been knighted, but he definitely should be at some point. Um, he scores a hat trick in Bayern Munich's four nil victory against Borussia Dortmund. Um, yeah. So, so yep, hit sec back to back hat tricks for Harry Kane. So congratulations to Ronald Araujo and Harry Kane for being our players of the week. If you guys want to help out in one of these players' chances to secure a Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award for the year 2023, if you guys go on Instagram the uh, on the day that we post this episode, which is Friday, so on Friday, if you're listening to this episode on Friday, um, you can go on our Instagram stories and you can go vote for who you think should be Player of the Week um, and help them get improve their odds of winning the 2023 Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. We are about two, uh, probably a little, I would actually say a month and a couple weeks from stopping the vote and actually about to announce our winner. So make sure that any vote is going to be crucial for this at this point. So it's on Instagram, it's in our stories. And if you go on X or Twitter, um, you will go, you'll see it on our post on our tweet or our post it's X and Twitter is confusing the fuck out of me at this point. Um, <laughs> on the, on the comment below the post, if you go into the post and you see the comment, the first comment, it will be, it'll allow you to, you can actually vote for who your player is. So those are your two ways to have a say on who improves their chances to win the 2023 Roosevelt Spencer's player of the year award. So there is that once again, congratulations to Ronald Rajo and Harry Kane for being our players of the week. <clears throat> go to in save save 10% off your entire purchase with the code insert name at checkout all right guys there's a lot of games coming on this weekend and buckle up because there is quite a few in the other leagues we have flamengo taking on the copa libertadores champions fluminense in the brazilian league also in brazil there's actually going to be three more brazilian games palmeiras taking on internacional red bull brat Bragatino taking on Botafogo and Santos versus Sao Paulo. So there is some big matchups going up in Brazil. Um, so make sure you guys stay tuned. Go ahead and check it out. Brazilian league. It's a very fun league. If you guys want to see the future big names that are going to Europe, that's the league to definitely be watching. Yep. Um, in the Netherlands, we got Feyenoord taking on AZ Alkmaar. Really good matchup. So go ahead and check that out. Uh Big rivalry going in this weekend in Portugal as Benfica takes on Sporting, um, Sporting Ooh. Lisbon, which is Ronaldo's old club. So, one that's one of the bigger rivalries in Portugal besides Porto. You know, Benfica, Sporting, and 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 Porto are like the th- the big three over there in Portugal. So, you guys want to get familiarized with the Portuguese league? That's definitely a good match to go and watch it. Um, going back to South America and Argentina, we got Boca Juniors trying to bounce back as they take on Noel's old boys, Messi's favorite Argentinian club. Yeah, that's where he came out of, right? Yeah. Oh. Never played there, though. At least professionally. <laughs> um, like I said, NWSL, their cup final will be this weekend, Saturday. Check it out. It's going to it's the OL Reign. Taking on Gotham FC. God, I love that name. <laughs> um, also, uh, two, also something really significant that's going on in that match as well is that 
This will be Megan Rapinoe's final match as a professional soccer player, along with Ali Krieger, who plays for Gotham FC. Also, this is her final match. So this is who's going to walk out on a high note. Is it going to be all around with Megan Rapinoe or Ali Krieger over at Gotham FC? I kind of want Gotham FC just because the name Gotham FC is just, just, it's awesome. Like, <laughs> great marketing. <laughs> For all the Batman fans out there. Gotham needs you. <laughs> you know what? That's the best way to get fans to go. The The final is going to be in San Diego. So if you really want to get your fans to go, just say, just, just on billboard, just say Gotham needs you in San Diego. You're going to have so many people be there. Have the bat signal out. Yeah. <laughs> Or have the bat signal, like you know how they have like those lights out, like mm-hmm. either like in Vegas or in LA and all that stuff. Like have like that kind of bat signal out, but with the with the team crest. Yeah. So, so we're so we're, we're rooting for Gotham FC. Um, also, USL Championship, the final, Charleston Battery taking on Phoenix Rising FC. It is going to be a very juicy final. I personally believe these are the two best teams in the USL uh, Phoenix rising actually, unfortunately ended the was the last game that the San Diego loyal, unfortunately had to play. If you guys don't know, the San Diego loyal is the USL team over in San Diego, but due to financial circumstances, they will no longer be a club uh, at all. So, and Aww. so it was heartbreaking. Obviously that's the team that Landon Donovan had some affiliation with. I, I don't know if he still did, but yeah, it's heartbreaking. Uh, the owner, when he had to make that video, I felt so bad. I, I, I almost cried. Um, but you know, obviously, you have San Diego FC, so I'm sure you're excited about that, San Diego. Um, and of course, if you guys don't know, the 2023 FIFA U17 World Cup is also going on. So if you guys want to see the future, literally the future stars of the world, well, there's your first way to watch it. So go ahead and check that out. All right, MLS, MLS Cup playoffs. It's gonna be the round, the mat- game threes of this la- of this round one. Best of three. God, just please change this MLS. Please change it. Like this is just this is ridiculous. Um, I think most of these games have actually been settled. Um, as of right now, it's almost halftime. The Dynamo are up one nil against Real Salt Lake. So damn. Yeah, I don't. I let's just let's just not do this anymore. Let's change this. We're we're you know MLS changes the the playoff system every year. So let's just yeah let's let's just change this and and forget this ever happened. Is is all I'm gonna say at this point. Um, but but yeah, more MLS Cup playoff action. Hope I, there is one game I believe is going to a game three. So there is some games this weekend for the MLS Cup playoffs. Um, in Liga Mekis, it is decision day in Liga Mekis. So we're going to find out who is going to be in the Liga Mekis playoffs. So also, spoiler alert, next week's episode will be a preview for the Liga Mekis playoffs. So be ready for that one. In Liga, we got Style of the Reams taking on PSG. Style of the Reams, really good team right now. PSG, still don't know what's going on with them, but they're actually getting better now. Um, Actually, after they finally let Mbappe play, they got better. Go figure. Um <laughs> Uh, and right. Stadard and is taking on Leon. All right, guys. I I I'm gonna say this. There might be a there might be a jersey bet. There might be a jersey bet coming. Um, 
I'm getting a little too cocky right now, but I'll 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 give I'll make the official announcement if there is going to be a jersey bet uh come December once we do our halfway recap of of the leagues, but I have I I really do have a feeling that I'm going to make a jersey bet. Um <laughs> it seems like it's going to happen and it might it might be evolving Leon because Leon has still yet to have won a match. Um the bet's not gonna be Leon yeah. if Leon wins a game. That's not the bet. Let's that let's be realistic. Um, but it is going to be in some way involve Olympic Leon. So um, so I'm just gonna point that out. But they're taking on Stad Dennis, who is pretty good. So so that's going on in League One. In the Bundesliga, we got VFB Stuttgart taking on Borussia Dortmund. Borussia Dortmund looking to bounce back after losing to Bayern Munich for I don't know how many times now at this point. Um so we'll see if they can bounce back. And RB Leipzig taking on SC Freiburg. In the Serie A, we got Lazio taking on Roma. And Monza taking on Torino. Um, There's not a lot of high-profile matches going on for Serie A this weekend. But Monza and Torino, that could be a really underrated game. In La Liga, we got Real Madrid taking on Valencia. And Sevilla taking on Real Betis. If you guys don't know anything about these two matches, this is one of the biggest rivalries in La Liga. It is the Battle of Sevilla. Both these teams are located in Sevilla. Don't let that Real Betis name fool you. They're both they are both located in Sevilla. This is one of the bigger rivalries in La Liga. I highly recommend you watch this game cuz this game will be very physical. Sevilla has so much to play for right now. They are looking terrible um as well. Maybe I make a jersey bet about Sevilla instead of Leon. I don't know. It's up in the air. We'll see what happens. But Leon Sevilla needs to get get right. Real Betis is they're not looking any better. But when you have a rivalry game, all that shit goes off off the wayside because this is where you don't want to lose to your rival. That's right, though. So, yep. In the English Premier League, we got Liverpool taking on Brentford. Um, like I said, this it's very limited on on. On like popularity games here, um, and then Chelsea, which by the way, coming off of a big win against Tottenham, Tottenham is no longer undefeated. Um, Chelsea coming off of a big win against Tottenham, going up against Manchester City. So, Ooh. if there's a time to have some false confidence, this is probably it. <laughs> this boy said false confidence. You're not going to be Manchester City. That's my point. Why false confidence? Um, but hey, it's going to be fun. <laughs> but, I'm just yeah. saying, man. Anything can happen. Anything is possible. To quote the great Kevin Garnett. To to be to be fair to be fair, I did not think Chelsea was going to be Manchester City, or I'm sorry, uh, Tottenham. Did they beat Manchester City? No, I'm saying I didn't think. Chelsea was going to be Tottenham. Oh. That's what, that's what I'm saying. I was like, I was I was not expecting that. No, I don't think anybody was. So. Very fair point. Very fair. So, I mean, shoot. They can, they could probably do two upsets. You never know. You know, in two rows. Anything is two, possible. Two. Anything is possible. But all right. So those are some games to look forward to this weekend. 
I know that there's a lot more games going on, but hey, if you're not really trying to get into the game, maybe you're not sure about all the leagues, well, this is a good beginner's guide. I also will say, watch League on Mackies. That Those games are going to be so important on deciding oh, yeah. where, where who's going to finish and who's going to place against who in the playoffs. That is a big, big, big weekend. So make sure you got if you got if you got Univision and Telemundo, that's all you need. That's all you need. You don't need you you don't need anything else. So go ahead and check out those games. Those games are going to be exciting. Um, so so we're gonna go ahead and take a break, and then we'll go into our five aside draft of people you can't hate. Are you ready to elevate your sports betting experience? Look no further than DraftKings Sportsbook. Why choose DraftKings Sportsbook? Unmatched variety. Bet on your favorite sports leagues or discover new ones to follow. Live betting. Test your instincts and feel the adrenaline as you bet in real time while the game unfolds. Promotions and boosted odds. DraftKings keeps the excitement going with a range of promotions, odds boosts, and special offers. And a user-friendly interface. Whether you're a seasoned better or new to the game, DraftKings' intuitive platform makes placing bets a breeze. Ready to dive in? Billy Up Sports has partnered with DraftKings Sportsbook to give you an exclusive offer. Sign up at dkng.co forward slash bellyup150 and new customers will get $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet $5 or more. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your love for sports to the next level. Sign up today and let the games begin. Please give all responsibly. 21 years or older. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. All right, we're back. Five aside draft. And the topic is people you can't hate. This is essentially the most lovable people in the world. Like, it's going to be shocking if someone says they hate that person or not like this person, basically, is what we're saying. Like, I will be shocked to find out that someone hates these people that we that we do this draft on. And because Eric won the uh, <laughs> the 2000 trends draft, he he gets to pick first. <laughs> so. Yay. So, Edward, first pick on the board. What is right. your first person that we can't hate? First person is, um, and I think you'll agree with me on this one. Um, <laughs> hold on. All right, person you can't hate, and. I I know you're gonna agree with me. That's what I'm laughing about. Um, Engolo Kante. Oh man, that's a that's a good pick. Good. Pick. I, was like, I was like, I know, I know, I know for a fact you 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 agree with me. I know this. For, I'm on. I've always been on the train. Fact. I love I love Engolo Kante. So. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, he's done, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done really nice things. You know. For for everybody, like he he dude dude went to was... Saudi Arabia and no one judged him to go to Saudi Arabia. He's the only nope. player that went to Saudi Arabia that no one questioned. Nope. <laughs> they didn't they didn't question him if it was about money, if it was about like his talent, if it was like oh he's too old or whatever. Dude, nobody knew nobody. It was just kept quiet. Whatever. He was just he was just being cutty. Like good for him. Good for him. Go get that bag. <laughs> yeah. Go get that bag, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah. Ngolo Kante. One of the one of the one of my favorite moments of Ngolo Kante is like when they won the World Cup in 2018, obviously for for France. And um 
he he hadn't gotten to like have a moment with the trophy yet. And so one of his teammates like noticed that he still hadn't grabbed the trophy yet because he didn't want to like force his way to grab the trophy. So his teammate yeah. actually grabbed the trophy for him so he can have it. And so he can have his like little picture and everything. And he was movie. and he was the the he was the captain, I think. Not Benzema, uh, I think he was the captain, uh, I think. Well, I mean Benzema oh. wasn't at all in that World Cup. Uh was it Golo Kante? Yeah, he was the captain. Yeah. Cause so he, who, who he else only would, did the who first else lift. He only did the first lift. He did the first lift, and that was it. And then everybody else was walking around taking pictures with it, uh, you know, posing with it with their families and stuff. And he was just waiting for everybody to take that's, their turn. That's crazy to think. I'm trying to think about that team now because the goalkeeper was Hugo Lloris. Um, but, I mean, Conte is so lovable, so he would be the captain. So Yeah. Whenever if I ever meet Conte, I'm just gonna give him a hug. He probably doesn't <laughs> speak English, but I'll just give him a big hug. Like he just, I love that guy. But, uh, could I have a could I have a hug? See play? Yeah. Mon ami. Ingolo Conte, love that guy. That's a good pick. Yeah, I knew you like him. All right, so who's your who's your pick? Oh man, um, oof. It's like it's hard to it's hard to top in Golo Conte, but I'm gonna try my best to do it. Um, nobody, it's not about topping. We'll, we'll just we'll just go. We'll just it's, this is fun. This is fun, man. Uh, I'm gonna go with the lovable Rick Astley. Okay. I mean, nobody, nobody. Well, people hate getting Rick rolled, but they don't hate Rick Astley. I mean, sometimes I actually enjoy getting Rick sometimes. <laughs> So, and then you're like, ah. Oh, uh, and then my number two is also going to be a musician, and that is, of course, Dave Grohl. Oh, okay. Probably just one yeah. of like the most lovable guys in the world. Um, he's part of like some of the most iconic bands of the '90s. Obviously, Nirvana. He was with the Queens of the Stone Age, um, and then of course he had his band Foo Fighters. And uh, one of my favorite stories that I've heard now is uh, is uh, when he was doing sat- he was you know Foo Fighters were performing Saturday Night Live and uh, Christopher Walken's, um, which if you oh, guys yeah. know, Christopher Walken's has a very distinct voice, um, and so he asked him where is the accent on Foo Fighters? Is it on the Foo or is it on the Fighters? And no, no, them knowing the way Christopher Walken talks, told him Fighters, so that way when he announced the band, and he's like, you know. Ladies and gentlemen, Foo Fighters. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so that was, to me, like, was just awesome. There's also a video that came out, like, where Dave Grohl was, like, refusing to do autographs for people. But it was because uh, Dave Grohl ha- says that he only does charities specifically for charity because, obviously, people love to sell autographs. Um, so, yeah. So he just says he only does it for charity. And then he, <laughs> one of the funniest things was he was like, so, guys, Guess what? And they're like, "What?" And then he just like, like literally just flees onto his uh his car and just drives away. I was just oh, like, yeah. I was like, "That's smooth." I love this guy. But yeah, Dave Grohl's my number two. Okay, okay. So that's pretty. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. All right. So my number one, and I mean, your number one. Or, I'm two. sorry. 
I'm over here thinking we're doing something else. Hooey. Um, um, what's the name? Oh, okay, so. Well, no, maybe, maybe, maybe. Damn, it's, it's hard to come up with people that you you won't like. <laughs> that I like won't that you'll, you'll, No, no, but I'm saying, like, not that you won't like, but, like, just in general that people will say, oh, wait, what? No, I hate that guy or I hate that lady, you know? Do, do you want to throw out that we can veto? Like, if we if we disagree with that with that person? Okay. You want to okay. throw that out there? Okay. 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 All right. Um, I mean, you didn't veto any of my guys, unless you all of a sudden you think Dave Grohl is the worst human being in the world. No, 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 no. All right. And I know, I know, I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this. I know I'm probably gonna get a lot of heat for this. But Ryan Reynolds. Ooh, that that is a really good one. Yeah, I just—he's a nice guy altogether. I have yet to see or hear something about him that's like, oh, he did this to a fan, or oh, he did this to somebody he worked with, or he was impossible to work with, kind of, kind of rumors, you know. I think I think any the only thing that people would say about Ryan Reynolds, which we've heard him make fun of himself plenty of times for, it was the was the Green Lantern. Um, so. yeah, I mean that, that's the only thing that. But even then, the thing is, like, isn't that where he met Blake Lively? Like, his mm-hmm. wife? You know? So it's like, you know, it, it, like, it may have been one of the worst decisions he's ever made, but it gave him one of the best decisions he ever made. Which is his wife. And, <laughs> which is his wife, yeah. So, I mean, it, it works out, like, to be honest with you, like, you know? But that's what yeah. I'm saying, like... Even 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 when he's like talking about his wife or like about being married and stuff, I think there was like one tweet that I really love, where he's like, "There goes the love of there goes the love of my life," and it was like a picture of him, Blake, and and his, his little girl, that I would do anything and everything for her that I would even throw and put my wife in front of danger to protect her. And I was just <laughs> I like, oh, I was like, oh, snap. I was like, damn. I, was like, I think that was a, a, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel where he said that, where he's like, I will yeah, throw yeah. Blake Lively in front of a bus to protect our child. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, I will put her in harm's way just to make sure that she's okay. And everybody just busted out laughing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds about, that sounds about right. <laughs> also, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, like, how perfect of oh, a couple yeah. is that? <laughs> like, oh yeah, what was it? No, it was a. I think she put a. She put a picture of Ryan Gosling like shirtless. She was like, uh, "What was it, like happy birthday or happy anniversary to my husband Ryan Reynolds?" And she, it was Ryan Gosling shirtless. She's like my handsome husband or whatever, and I was just like, "Damn, she trolled on him hard on that." <laughs> it used to be on affairs and Chris Pratt, but you know that that didn't work out. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. But all right. Uh, what, yeah. What's your What's your third pick? Everyone's got a My pretty strong. <laughs> everyone's got a pretty strong draft. <laughs> well, that's the thing. But uh, there's there's another one like um, um. 
the other one is actually you you said it right now and I was thinking about him too it's Chris Pratt um, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if, uh, I, know, I, know, I, I, get, I, get, I know, I know, yeah. well, actually, so apparently, no, 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 so apparently, apparently Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt, like, they do have a, a pretty decent friendship to where they're not fighting, they're, so they actually do communicate and stuff like that. I mean, let's, let's be fair, celebrity marriage is like, it's like getting a divorce is like an, it's like, it's just part of the process of being a, a celebrity. Yeah, I guess. I mean, how many failed yeah, engagements I... does J Lo have? Hey. Didn't think you were gonna bring that up. No, nah, I mean just pointing it out. Like getting divorced is like a rite of passage over if you're in Hollywood. So this dude. I mean Well, I wouldn't wanna I wouldn't wanna be a part of that rite of passage. Nobody does, but I mean look man, we, we all can't be Kristen Bell and Dak Shepard, okay? Like we can't all be just normal people. Um, so. that's crazy but yeah um do i go now or do you go no nah, it's my turn now okay okay you go um oof. yeah this is this is where this is what separates the the men from the boys here um this dude this, um bill murray bill murray okay I guess, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. He, he he's brought us so many joyful movies, you know, Stripes, um, the Ghost, Ghostbusters. The, the Ghostbusters. The, let's just forget that the other Ghostbusters ever happened. Um, let's just remember Osmosis the Ghostbusters. Jones. Osmosis Jones. Yeah, I forget sometimes he was the kid, he was Frank. He was the, he was, <laughs> he was like he was Frank. He was the. He was uh, the guy sheltering uh, Osmosis Jones and the the Pildrix Drax. Was he came Drax in. Uh, he came in and 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 and, saved, and helped yeah. Michael Jordan win, beat the Monstars. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a guy! What a guy! Owns a minor league. He's oh, like a big Caddyshack. Was it Caddyshack? Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Yeah. Um, um, Animal House. Was it Animal House? No, no, it wasn't Animal House. Wait, was he in Animal House? I don't remember. Now. I don't remember. I know he was one of those movies, like where he was like in college or whatever, or he was like a dean or something. I don't know. I don't remember. Wasn't that basically Ghostbusters? He was, in, he was a he was, professor no, in Ghostbusters. No. no, no, no. He was no, no. He was like a dean or something. It was a comedy. But oh, he was like okay. a real chill, real chill teacher, or like maybe like an older student kind of stuff, mm. kind of vibe. Yeah. So. Okay, that's a that's a good one. Uh, number four, I'm gonna go with a soccer player here because I I feel like I gotta even out with Angola Conte, and that's Luka Modric. Okay. All right. I think a very lovable person as well. I don't think anybody hates Luka Modric. Okay, yeah, you're right. Guy went through a I lot of shit. Say, yeah, he went through a lot, and football was his way out. And I think and he, he found the fountain of. I don't actually. You know what? He probably didn't find the fountain of youth. Uh, you know, like, uh, what, what, what is that? What's that director that likes doing those plot twists? Uh, uh, M. M. Night Shyamalan. Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan plot twist here, baby. He's the fountain of youth. Oh, calm your ass down with that. <laughs> <laughs> All what? right. All right. Modric. Okay. Okay. All right. So okay. So I have three. Right. Four and five. 
so this is my four and five. Mm-hmm. All right. So my number four. Um, so I had choose four and five, right? Like yeah. right now? Yeah. Okay. So So my fourth one. Shoot. Yeah, this is getting tougher and tougher. It's getting tougher and tougher. Uh, I have a name, and I really hope you don't say it, so that way I I, I feel confident I can win this draft. (laughs) Oh, trust me. I think I have that name already. I just want to say the best for last. Okay. <laughs> um, number four. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to say this one's probably going to be like a little bit iffy because I'm pretty sure maybe I'll get some hate on it. Maybe not. Uh, Chris Evans, Captain America. Uh, is there a reason why he would be hating on? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh. I don't know. Maybe somebody knows like a dark secret or something. Oh, I mean, I don't it, know about it. Maybe, but he yeah. was very, he's very, he's very down to earth. And I mean, he finally got like that's America's you know, girlfriend, ass. And, and, and <laughs> that's America's ass. Yes. So that's my number fourth pick, Chris Evans. Um, and then my number fifth pick is the man himself, Keanu Reeves. Mm. That's yeah, a good one. So that's a good yeah, one. So Keanu not Reeves, my guy, you, but you, I love that one. You, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot hate Keanu Reeves at all. Oh like, man, he's he has the such dude a great gives, story. He's, he's uh, well, I mean, okay, bittersweet story. Well, I mean, like, I know that, but I mean, just like the fact that he's just such a humble guy. He's so humble. Uh, most of his most of his earnings he basically dumps it or not dumps it but like he gives it out to charities uh he invests in stuff that helps out the community and also like pretty sure with this whole writer strike and everything that was going on in hollywood pretty sure he was out there trying to help out as well because mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that there was like minor actors that weren't making like rent or you know food or stuff like that i'm pretty sure he was out there you know kind of helping out even though he was like like not in hollywood at the time but maybe like actors in new york stuff like that you know because mm-hmm. i feel like that's something he would do but of course nobody's gonna report it nobody's gonna say anything yeah because he does everything under wraps mostly and then of course like giving up his bus giving up his seat on the bus sharing food with like a homeless guy giving him money, stuff like that. Like that's the fact that he just, just takes like... public transportation. Oh yeah. yeah, very humbling. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. and like but, yeah. I, I love it when he does like interviews and when they ask him about Sandra Bullock. Like you could just oh, see him yeah. like be so happy. Yeah. So. Because everybody thought, hey man, you're going to end up with Sandra Bullock. Yeah, he's he's just an overall great guy. 
but that wasn't my that wasn't gonna be my fifth pick. Great pick though. I I don't think I this is gonna be a really close one. I think. Um. All right. But so my fifth number four. My fifth, your fifth? That's your my fifth and last pick is Steve Carell. Oh damn it! <laughs> the man who made us all love The Office. Playing the cringiest character possible, but the most lovable character at the same time. The man has amazing range as an actor. Like I have not seen a bad movie of of him in it. Forty year old virgin made me laugh oh, so hard. Um, life of Life of Dan. Oh God, that was so hurtful. Like that hurt. Life of Dan. That hurt. Uh, that Amazon movie that he did with uh with uh, uh Lawrence Fishburne and um and Brian Cranston about uh about the military. I, I, I have yet to see that one. Uh, really good oh, movie. Oh, uh, what was what was the one where it's like the last day on Earth, the last person you know, and it was with Kira Knightley and him? I don't remember that one. Date Night, that was a good movie. Date uh, Night was hilarious. Him and Tina Fey. I mean, he was in, what was it, Love Actually? Love, uh, was it? No, it's Crazy Stupid Love. Crazy Stupid Love. He, he, he... That was, that one is my favorite movie. That is my favorite movie of like, Guilty Pleasure movie. Um, it's like it's it's all tied together and i was like what the hell like no way yeah uh freaking of course he was the, uh, everyone's favorite weatherman in anchorman 40 uh, uh 40 year old virgin i don't know if you said that one yeah i said 40 year old virgin uh there's a pants party <laughs> would you like to come to the pants oh. party <laughs> oh god <laughs> oh man what yeah. was the other there was there was this one thing that they tried to do on Netflix, I think it was, or uh, what was it like? Where it but was the like a, the movie that I realized that this had great range was uh, was Foxcatcher. I've yet to see that movie. Yeah, that was like the first time I ever saw a play like a. If you guys, if you don't know what Fo- what happened with Foxcatcher, I mean, this, that is such a, oof, that's a crazy story. It's about like this wrestling team. The dude was insane. He killed a guy. Um. Steve Carell played the killer. Like it was, yeah, it was insane. It was a crazy story. Um, and he did. He was so. That was the first time I ever saw that guy play like a real serious character, like a character you're supposed to hate. And it was just like, man, this guy is so fucking good. Um, so Steve Carell, amazing range. Once again, proves my point that comedians are like the best actors of all time. Um, so honorable mentions, I would have to say Robin Williams. I didn't, I didn't know how how to feel if I to put his name in here. But uh, Robin Williams would have definitely been someone I would have drafted. That's um, exactly what I was about to say. Honorable mention, Robin Williams. Yeah, so amazing person, um, amazing actor. Oh, um, what was I gonna say? Um, who was I gonna say? Um, as an honorable mention, um. Damn, bro! Now you got me thinking because I, I had I had it on the tip of my tongue, and after you said Robin Williams, I was like, Damn. "Is he an actor?" I, I was thinking he was. Um. Oh, Jim Carrey. Oh yeah. I Jim mean, Jennifer Carrey. Lawrence might not that- might not have some nice things to say about him, but I know, I know. <laughs> that's J Lo. That's J Lo. J Law, I mean, um, big big poppy. <laughs> oh yeah, David Ortiz, who who doesn't who do, I mean maybe Yankees fans, 
But um, Big Poppy is definitely one. Uh, yeah, I'm trying. I'm um, trying to think of any more. Oh, uh, friggin' uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Um, yeah. Friggin', friggin' Mater. Mater from Cars. Mater, yes. Probably, like, Being honestly, which... the most lovable cartoon character. As, as far as, like, Pixar goes. Yeah, Might be a hot take. True. I don't know. I mean, I, I think your kids like Lightning McQueen, but... Oh, they love Lightning McQueen. Do we throw Luke Wilson there? <laughs> you mean you mean Owen Wilson or Luke Wilson? Well, I mean Luke Wilson oh. did give us give us old school. Oh, Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Oh no, actually my sister hates Will Ferrell. So <laughs> Well, it's not that she hates him, she just says his movies are stupid, which I was like, that's kind of the point of Will Ferrell. Yeah, yeah. John C. Riley. Oh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Oh man, we we failed this draft. <laughs> no, you failed it. That's your guy. I picked the ones I wanted to pick. Bro, I I have a good lineup here. I got Rick Astley. I got fucking Dave Grohl, Bill Murray, Luca Modric. I think this is a good line. Steve Carell. This is this is a this is a dream team right here. But yeah, Matt, uh, Matthew McConaughey would have definitely made this team stack. Uh, but... <laughs> what what about my my team? Huh huh. Dude, your team, yeah, this yeah. is this this team. These teams are bulletproof, man. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a tough one, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna get maybe some heat from Ryan Reynolds and Chris Evans because they're like, I guess you could call them like pretty boys. But I just I just like their their the way they they are and they present themselves. You know, they don't think like they're the hot shit. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is this is a, this this was a fun list. But yeah, so that's our five aside draft. We'll we'll post it on 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 Instagram and X to see if you guys think what do you guys think of this draft and see who won it. Um, shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. Check out their website bellyupsports.com. Follow them on Instagram and X at Belly Up Media and at Belly Up Sports. Also, if you guys are watching this through Goals TV, you're freaking awesome. This, well, by the way, um, if you guys haven't, so they've revamped their website. It's gonna be nice, sleeker, sexier, newer than ever. So just in time, as like I said, USL is going to be now uh, something featured here on Goals TV. So make sure you guys check out Goals TV. Follow them on Instagram at Goals, G-O-L-Z dot TV or on X at Goals, G-O-L-Z underscore TV. So make sure you guys do that. Also, follow our guy, Roosevelt Spencer, the namesake of the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award. This guy works so hard for us. He's He's just he he's the best. He's the best. Um uh and so if you guys please follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. If you guys love our intro, our outros, when we have to do our singing bets, um he's the one that has to uh, unfortunately have to hear hear our voices and have to make it sound decent as decent as possible cuz it they it definitely could be worse. Um so if you guys need some big works done, whether it's a podcast or a YouTube channel, or maybe you're uh, you're also you're a singer, well, follow him on Instagram, that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope, Mess- message him, tell him that you need some beats. He'll take great care of you, like he always takes great care of us. Um, if you don't believe me, check out NGU Booby. He's a he's also a rapper friend of ours of this podcast. Um, he 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 does a lot of collaborations with him. 
Um, so if you guys make sure to check out Roosevelt Spencer. Thank you for listening to episode 151. And next week we do have, we're going to have another episode. I will say there's a little, little heads up. Um, we're not going to be recording on Monday because it is my mom's birthday and I would be the world's worst son if I was to be recording a podcast when I could be taking my mom out for her birthday. So, um, so I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm not going to, so everyone won't be available next week. Um, because of that, because obviously Mondays is his only day available to record. Um, so we called in the super sub Kelsey will be in next week's episode and we'll be talking, um, any other craziness that's going on in the world of soccer will preview Liga Mekis. So it's going to be interesting to see Kelsey spit some, some league, some Mexican league soccer. Um, I think I'm just going to be enjoying that part. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so Kelsey is going to be coming back. He's going to talk some footy and, you know, it's always great to have him on. Uh, unfortunately, Edward won't be available, but we'll, we'll definitely try to bring back Kelsey and Edward together again, because it's always a great time when all of us are together. Um, Maybe one day we can do an episode where Edward and Jose can also do some do, do some talking. But um, aside for that, thank you so much for listening to episode 151. Catch us next week for episode 152. Also, I want to say happy Veterans Day. Um, I, I know Saturday will be Veterans Day. I will be taking full advantage of some free food that's going to be given to me. Um, and then obviously on Friday when this episode drops, happy birthday, U.S. Marine Corps, stronger than ever. Oorah, Semper Fi, everything. As you know, me and Spencer are both veterans of the u.s marine corps so so it's the brotherhood that was probably the best damn decision that we both ever made because let's be honest before the marine corps we were kind of lost but uh but yeah thanks <laughs> to the marine corps happy veterans day um my niece is going to be a teenager officially that's gonna suck um my mom's birthday is coming up as well so it's gonna be a pretty big weekend for me um as well as trying to keep track of what's going on with soccer but i'm excited for it so uh thank you so much for listening for episode 151, catch us next week for episode 152. Um, happy Veterans Day and happy birthday, Marine Corps. All right, take care, guys.
Mama. 